welcome. Another edition of 372 Pages We'll Never Get Back. This is uh, the podcast about bad books, and we are on a doozy, The Mister, by uh, P.D. Uh, uh, Carl or something. I don't know. what. L. James. This? It's like uh, it's like Quick Draws, McDraws alias, L. L. Kabong. L. James. Yes. That's right. That's how I'll remember it from now on. Thank you for that uh, <laughs> mnemonic device. Um I was looking for her book. I posted something over for our for our Patreon people, and we'll tell everyone who we are in a second. Sure. Um, but I, I was combing a, a half price books. I don't know if that's a, a national chain or not, but uh, there's one here, and I couldn't find E. L. James. I thought there would be an entire section of hers. Wow. But I went to fiction. Nothing. Uh, I kept finding people like Hemingway and crap like that, and then I went to the romance section. And there were, you know, it was just packed to uh, bursting with bodice rippers. And she was not represented. But then, wow. But then my wife said, ahoy. Uh, she was up at the front of the store. Mike, Mike. And then it was in a big display. A up shrine. Front was the mister. But I couldn't find any of her other books. But That's uh, bizarre. You'd yeah. Really... I, I assumed there would be just, you know, uh, uh, bins of it. Just, you know, huge dumpsters of this stuff. But, right. People uh, wheelbarrow in their copies of the books once they're done with them. I don't know. Maybe right. maybe they occupy a special uh, special place in people's shelves even once they're done reading them. Like you display your, uh, like a college kid displays his DVDs on a shelf next to his TV. Right. Yeah. Or the people just... Um, Snap them up right away. So I guess I have to be there on, you know, E.L. James Tuesday or whatever and <laughs> be in the front of the line to get them. But uh, anyway, yes, I am Michael J. Nelson and you are. I'm Connor Listoka. Yeah, we've been reading The Mister. It's it's wormed its way into our consciousness. Uh, in fact, uh, as much so that it's it's influenced our cooking. Yeah. <laughs> I made a banoffee yes, pie. About... I made a banoffee yeah. pie last week. Uh, banoffee pie featured into a very erotic scene in our last section. Uh, he feeds her, you know, he, he here comes the airplanes her a slice of uh, banana cream and toffee pie. And, uh, you know, I made fun of that because it's a very stupid name, uh, banoffee. But I secretly thought it sounded good because I like bananas. I like toffee. So I tried to make it. I posted a little cooking video over on Patreon and I think that the pieces are there. I think someone could make a good banoffee pie. Yeah, the the great British Bake Off probably has a much more appetizing version of it. <laughs> Yours, when it got to that peanut butter stage, I was hard pass for me. I was out on that. The texture looked revolting. Essentially, for toffee, what they claim you do is you take a can of sweetened condensed milk and just heat it for half an hour until it sort of caramelizes and it turns into a, yeah, a, uh, they say once it resembles peanut butter... Um, you, you take it out and th the problem with mine was that it was, it didn't taste bad. It was sweet, you know, like toffee is. It was just that it was very difficult physically to eat. It got so hard and I don't know if I cooked it too long or, uh, if it just, uh, if that was going to happen with the bad condensed milk I bought. But the long story short, the, the pie is still sitting in our fridge with one slice taken out of it because Lauren refuses to bring it to work because she's worried that a coworker will chip her tooth on it and, uh, and we will, you know, we'll be sued out of existence. So Wait, so did the 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 toffee part of it did it crystallize? Or is just, that at that stage of it? It got or? like, you know, when I put it into the pan, it didn't really even smooth out. It was that hard and sticky. So now when you bite into it, it's just like it's as if you had a, you know, your Halloween candy 10 months later. That sort of like biting into it like a, you know, almost like a jolly rancher like type of thing. Like you can it does bend, 
you're just going to have to really work it with your teeth. So it's uh, it's not good. Well, I think it was capped off by the, the way that you did the whipped cream that looked like those oxidized dog turds in the sun <laughs> uh, didn't help any matters at all. So, yeah, okay. So you've probably decorated many cakes. I just started squeezing whipped cream out of a makeshift pastry bag and wasn't sure how best to do this. So I just started coiling it up. And <laughs> it was not, you know, the, the, the little bit of coffee I had added to the cream didn't give it a very appetizing looking uh, color. Uh, or texture, uh, it sort of looked like just a, a, a large, wide poo emoji on top of the banoffee. So, yeah, I think he would have been better off just using um, the the whipped cream in the cans that, when I worked at a restaurant, never worked because all, all of the cooks were doing whippets out of them and putting them back. So, <laughs> literally, you'd have to go through ten cans until you found. <laughs> you'd be better off with that. That makes a more decorative topping. I sure. Think. Yes, makes the experience of making the banoffee more uh, more enticing too. Yes, but uh, I did without the aid of any whippets. Uh, I have simmering on my own stove. This is how much this book has influenced us. <laughs> I thought it sounded weird. Uh, his favorite dish, this is the Lord of uh, Tre- Trelason Manor, yep. uh, Lord Trevithick, Trevithick. Uh, Lord Trevithick, favorite... Star Raider. <laughs> yes. His favorite dish, favorite dish, uh, this rich um, playboy DJ, his favorite dish is beef stew with prunes. <laughs> so I thought, well, this, this guy has taste. I mean, this guy is drinking, uh, you know, champagne in Majorca with uh, models. This yeah. guy has some exquisite taste. So uh, I have simmering on the stove, some beef stew with prunes. And later, as a treat, we'll, uh, we'll dig into that because it's always good radio, good podcasting to eat food into okay. a microphone. So we'll do that later. Just, I wish you could be here to share it with me. <laughs> I, I do too, but I, I I do have a reaction. You said the name of the dish, and my reaction was to think in italics, prunes, because <laughs> that is a foreign concept, and that is my uh, that is my concern. I, I'm just baffled by the I, by the by the word prune. I will say, just imagine in your head, what do you think happens to a prune when it goes into a stew after several hours? It it swells up, right? Yeah. yeah. So you it get returns to its to its uh, plum form, but in a, a more I don't know. It just it resembles bulbous something that it resembles something that tightens a lot in this book. Is all I'm going to say. <laughs> so, oh boy, oh boy. So we've, we've got that to look forward to. Yeah. So yeah, you get you get your 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 prunes are stirring. <laughs> Indeed. Oh man. All right. Well, yeah. So we're cooking. If anyone else has made any dishes from this book, let us know. Um, they're, uh, you know, I, I don't doubt that beef stew with prunes will be okay. I, you know, it's the, uh, the, the savory and the sweet is a taste that I'm drawn to. I like, you know, like in Jamaican cooking with, mm-hmm. the, you know, the hot, spicy, and then the sweet or a chutney or something like that. But I don't like prunes. Sure. So I'm, I'm just wondering where this is going to go. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, well, yeah. And maybe too, like it would have been good to do like six months ago in the, in the dead of winter, but, uh. Yeah, it is a hot summer day here, and I'm eating beef stew with prunes. Uh, it's a little off-putting. Nice. Uh, but uh, so where were we? We're on, we're starting with chapter 20 is we our are. reading, right? Yeah. Um, and we we had just been left with uh, him getting a phone call that his apartment back in uh, in London had been burgled. That was the that was the cliffhanger of the last time, which is as far as this book goes is was high up there on the cliffhanger scale because we've got we got 
we, a chapter ends th- in this section with one of the stupidest uh, end of chapter sentences I've ever read. So we'll uh, we'll get to that. But this was legitimately dramatic. Yeah, I'm. So we were of course shocked that it did not end with an italicized. S or yes. L. Uh, very shocking. Yeah. So I don't know. Did he open the chapter with that? We do. We get to those very quickly. He He's talking to his neighbor, Mrs. B, uh, who owns uh, some sort of uh, yappy dog whose name is Heracles. So she's gone with the uh, with the alternative uh, Hercules. I'm Hercules diehard. I'm a Hercules ride or die. So I I'm, she can she can go to hell for naming her dog Heracles. It's a little uh, <laughs> it seems a little desperate to me. Yeah, all of these characters on the phone can go to hell as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Oliver, we mostly get on the phone, and that yes. guy bugs me. I don't like that guy. But uh, yeah, so uh, she says he's been burgled. He, uh, he A chill sweeps across his skin as every hair on his body stands to attention, and suddenly I'm fully awake. And he runs his fingernails over his scalp. So he's probably yes. too, too, he just woke up. He's too asleep to really get the full fingers through the hair. That's a, that's a move you gotta you got to have your wits about you to do. I, I noted that and, and said she she really has a problem with simple physical descriptions, <laughs> you know, gripping people in, in odd ways and doing things. She just doesn't. This is not a thing I've ever heard or. I mean, I guess people, scr- they scratch their head. Is I, that uh, running your fingernails over your scalp? Maybe it's like when you sort of like, you, you sort of like try to get someone to have goosebumps. That's what I was reading it as. Like, it's it's very strange. Oh, one of those like little wire massagers. Yeah, exactly. Head yeah. Kind of thing. <laughs> right. Uh, anyway, another odd physical description. Sure, but he. Uh, so he. 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 We get immediately to his. Uh, his reaction. He says, "Oh, it's okay, Mrs. B. Thank you." I hang up. All italicized. Shit. Fuck. Bollocks. So bollocks. <laughs> bollocks is a new one. And then he says, uh, "What are the? What have the fuckers stolen? I don't have much. All the important stuff is in the safe. I hope they haven't found that." All italics. Bugger. 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 So he's uh he's he's agitated. You we're getting some new profanity tossed in there, British profanity, uh, but you know, italicized as we've as we've seen him uh the his his want to do. Yeah, but he he calms down immediately because then the next paragraph, non italicized, what a fucking nuisance. So <laughs> right. back to back to being calm and rational about all this. Yes. And so he uh he says uh he's he's worrying about what he's got in there, his cameras, his DJ dicks. Di- sorry, woo. Whoa. <laughs> <Freudian>. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to his DJ dick a little later on, but uh my decks, my computer, shit, my father's cameras, what a fucking pain in the arse this is. And then he so this is the the start of him being just colossally stupid uh some fucking low life addict or maybe some feral teenage kids wrecking my place fuck a duck so he's you know he's he's been hiding out because some thugs came to his house he's been hiding yep. out you know that is the reason he's in cornwall and so uh he receives word that his house has been robbed uh, and so his first thought is uh low life addicts or teenage kids just doing it for kicks so he doesn't really put two and two together he is, we've learned one thing, he's not a bright man. Um, you know, <laughs> he, but he, as you said in this, he, he goes bananas over this. His place is burgled. Uh, and once again, we get those reactions of him. He, he's like a, a flatworm or something that is in a Petri dish and he's prodded with a pin and, you know, he just reacts. Everything goes bananas. He twists around his scalp, tightens everything, you know. He is the most reactive yeah, thing. It's just a and stimulus we'll the, and response. There's more of this coming. Yeah, it's unbelievable. <laughs> but he doesn't. Uh, but yeah, 
he doesn't have any uh, he. So he, this is mainly related to her. I mean, he's rich. He'll be able to to fix his apartment. But he's very um, – it's clearly related to Alicia. And uh, he does the sort of thing that just always bugs me. It was something that was central to the plot of Lost where like uh, – you know, and it happens in movies all the time where like characters possess information and they just – for whatever reason, find a excuse not to share it with the other characters. Like on Lost, there would always be people who knew what was happening on the island, and people would be like, what's going on? And they'd be like, there's no time to explain it, um, you know, to explain something that would take 45 seconds to explain it. So he gives Alicia one of those. Um, it, I thought it was hilarious. What is wrong? I've got to pop out and take care of something. We may even have to go back to London, but you stay in bed. Sleep. I know you're tired. I'll be back soon. She pulls the quilt up, her brow furrowed in concern. I give her a swift kiss and grab a sh- go grab a shower. So you, you have this victim of sex trafficking. You clearly have received a phone call that agitates you, but you're like, this. please stay out of this. This isn't affecting right. you at all, uh, terrified victim. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, well, I mean, that even relates to the supposedly the central mystery of the thing, him not telling her she, that he's a lord. Like, right. It's, it's a complete... <laughs> non sequitur it's it's a complete red herring yes um because he's acting in every way like i mean he's rich as croesus and yeah. she sees that so there's no reason to hide it yes it's not like he's doing the uh pulling on a pair of you know rumpled uh, uh work suit and pretending he's a janitor he's yeah. going about like he is a lord yeah he's not he's going, going on shooting door. expeditions right <laughs> yeah <laughs> so that makes no sense either but here was a great uh, sentence that reminded me of uh a Ken Burns documentary when he's describing his state here. He says, uh, I wish we had the music to run in the background. Feeling fucked off and with a heavy heart, I head back into the bedroom where Alicia is still in bed. Oh, my dearest. I I have a heavy heart, but I am feeling fucked off. (laughs) A very weird combination of phrases there. Yes, wow. Oh, my dearest. I never heard... I'd never heard the feeling that way, but uh, <laughs> but the heavy heart really brings well, it home. He's probably feeling so fucked off and has a heavy heart because uh, he reveals, I had plans to spend the day with Alicia, maybe go down to the Eden Project. So that, that was his plans. He had plans to spend the day and maybe maybe go somewhere. So he is using the loosest usage of plans in human history. <laughs> uh, maybe they were going to go down by the sea so she could jump around and go, yes. the sea, the sea. <laughs> He's like, this has, this has gotten old. This is... Uh, but yeah, so she, she wakes up. She, she hands him a cup of espresso to wake you up, she says, with an adoring oh, smile. Though, though her eyes are wide and wary, she's anxious. I swallow it down. It's hot, strong, and delicious. A little like Alicia. <laughs> so I thought, I was like, this is like the worst love letter that some dipshit ever wrote in high school in novel form at this point in time. It's just, you know, it's beautiful, just like you. Like, that's, it's it's one step removed from that. Yeah, I, It reminded me of like something that uh, the lowlifes I used to work, you know, night jobs at a uh, cheese factory with who'd come in drunk and work 12 hours and then they'd go to the bar and be like, I like my coffee like I like my women. Like, oh my God. <laughs> Just the lamest. Yeah, he, but he does a lot of that. I mean, it's, I started to take notes on how many times he described her in just dumb ways of mm. she's beautiful, she's mine, I love her. And I, I just stopped. I'm like, that's half the book. I right. can't. <laughs> yeah. 
But he, uh, he, those are all internalized because, you know, as, as of this point, he's not yet told her that he loves her. And so there's, there's, we still get a lot of confusion and whiplash in this section where uh, no one, no one is certain that these people even like each other. Um, as, and so that informs the plot of this section very, very strongly. Yeah, he had, uh, so he goes to his like the main manor, the main place. house. Yeah, this is good. There, though. We get it. We get a great Kleinian term. Uh, this is the first of three Kleinian things I felt like. Oh, I didn't yeah. have any Kleinians marked. Not in this <laughs> chapter, anyway. Through the leafless trees, I catch sight of the house nestled in the wide dale, slate gray and gothic. It dominates the landscape as if plucked from a novel by one of the Bronte sisters. <laughs> so you have the Kleinian <laughs> oh, thing of. Go. Do you know that thing from a way better thing? It's like that. No need to describe it any further in my own terms. <laughs> right. It's her, uh, the same dodge she did with, uh, then they, she, t- she talked endlessly and fascinatingly. <laughs> like, put that in here then. <laughs> yeah. She's Don't like you. a moron. <laughs> uh, he says about the place, the furniture dates back to before the war, the 1930s, I think. <laughs> well, the war started in 39. So that's a, <laughs> that's a good bet. <laughs> Uh, uh, what's the other Kleinian? Uh, they come later. They are uh, they are characters being unsure oh, okay. about the things that they are looking at. They are they are both uh, they're, they're, they were baffling. I read them both to Lauren, who is an an editor, and she was furious uh, that I was that I was ruining her pleasant Sunday with these awful turns of phrases. Normally, um, she loves when you read from the books that you're currently reading through <laughs> for this podcast. Right? I'm she's sure. Like, she's like, you already made me try banoffee pie, and now you are uh, actually sharing the prose with me. This is this is not going well. Um, hey, but, um, suck at Sonos in this sentence. Oh, firing up the iMac, I log in and open FaceTime, <laughs> then click on Oliver's contact link. <laughs> Sonos, you're dead to me. Right. Well, it's you can all op- about FaceTime. You can operate Sonos from a Mac. I have the app. Uh, I have the app running on my Windows 10, uh, Windows Seven PC at the moment. Oh, nice drop there. I assume we're getting paid for all of these references. Right. I'll just I'll just fire it up, aka click once on it. <laughs> There we go. Firing. <laughs> um, I give it a couple pulls on the throttle, but right. it doesn't fire up. <laughs> Jiggling the mouse to uh, rewake the screen up. Um, but uh, so he, he he goes and uh, he goes to. Oh, he's the, my Mac is in Kit's study. Uh, then he he says, "I ignore her and head into Kit's study." Fuck my study. The room sm- feels and smells as if my big brother is still in residence, and I halt as an intense pang of grief bubbles up from nowhere. Damn you, Kit. I miss you. Okay, that's out of the way. Um, we'll get to uh, whatever he's doing next. But these uh, these instances of him messing, missing Kit and grieving are always like one sentence, maybe one word as he just sort of... Uh, I, I parodied it in the cooking the banoffee pie recipe as I paused during whipping the cream to, to mourn for <laughs> Kit for two seconds. And it's literally what he does in the, in the actual book. It's uh, it, hidden depths. Hidden depths, Connor. <laughs> he's... So much deeper than just a uh, wastebasket filled with used condoms. Yes, he's deeper than his dead mouse head that he uh, keeps next to his DJ dicks. <laughs> um, so then we get amusing about, and I, I didn't know where this was going, but then it does actually come to something of uh, Alicia wondering if she could work up the courage to touch him, dot, 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 everywhere. Yes. Oh yes. boy, what a cliffhanger! Do you think she will <laughs> see an E.L. James book? I, I don't know. We'll just have to wait and see. So this is something that, yeah, it come. It does. It does uh, 
come close to resolving itself at the end of this thing. But in terms of a character development, this is sort of her hero's journey, right? Whether she'll be able to actually, you know, touch his wang. Um, yes. You know, so it's up there with, uh, you know, when you think about your your great hero's journeys, you know, think about, you know, Odysseus's trip home. Um, you know, you think about, uh, the, you know, the power of one, like the kid in that PK sort of overcoming all his things to become a, a championship boxer. This is up there with them, whether Alicia will touch Maxim's dong, I think. Whether- yeah, this this inciting incident here where they're finally together. This is, yeah, it's it's amazing. <laughs> you know, it's like the red badge of courage. Will he be able to uh, to find his way through this and, and make his way back home? Yeah. But it's also, she's she's working backwards. You know, they've they've had countless sex. You know, they've been far more intimate. Like, you know, every 99% of people progress in the opposite way. You know what I'm saying? It's like, uh, it's like, she's like, am I going to be able to do this after he's just, after they've been humping like, like dogs for the entire weekend? It's like, if you won, say, say you won $10,000 on a lotto scratch off. That's good news, right? Yeah, right. But if it had come after, you know, three days after you won $100 million in the Powerball, you'd be like, uh, huh, you know, throw it on the pile, I guess. Yeah, I think it is it just her way of she's trying to pretend that she's demure, like that's what she settled on. And so she just because she's a terrible, terrible, I think that needs to be stated again. <laughs> she's a terrible writer. Right. And so she's trying to still put a patch on that like yeah i had him bone 17 times <laughs> right. but please remember she is a demure little butterfly right. of a creature and we all love and adore her she's like a little uh yeah like you hold her in your two little hands and you just care for her but, but it, uh will she touch his wang i don't know <laughs> she's so sweet he's been bending her over they've been sucking on her toes <laughs> in the tub as he pours champagne over her. like it's just it's working backwards like i think maxim if you asked you know if he was like if she was like, finally, Mr. Maxim, I, I would like to, you know, I would like to touch your pee-pee. He'd be like, oh, have you not? Uh, wow. Yeah, now that you mention it, I guess you haven't. I, I've been so busy, uh, you know, doing see. all I've filmed every stuff. one of these, yes. so let me, let me just check the tapes. It's ridiculous. All right. <laughs> uh, but while she's musing and all of that, um, this is an actual sequence that someone put into a book. It's just three sentences right. long. Here's the prose of E.L. James. She decides on the black jeans with a gray top and a pretty pink cardigan. She hopes that Maxim will like what she's chosen. Finally dressed, she picks up the hairdryer and switches it on, its high-pitched whir filling the silence. (laughs) That needed to be put into a book. It paints a picture. It really does. (laughs) She hopes that Maxim will like what she's chosen. (laughs) Yeah, you know, those things are sort of built into every decision. We we assume, you know, like, yeah, I hope people don't vomit on this hat that I wear. Like, yeah, that's why you chose that hat. We right. don't need to spell this stuff out. Maybe like a, you know, 16-year-old teenager is like, I hope that my parents hate this uh, gross outfit I put on because it's, you know, that, right. the one time in, in a human's life that you might want to do that. But, yeah. Yeah, here's a safety pin through my ear. I wonder if my parents are going to like this. Yeah. <laughs> um, the uh, so he's he's also he goes about his uh, looking at the estate. Uh, I thought this was just a weird a weird time for this detail. Uh, he's talking about during its heyday, it would have employed uh, hundreds of people, but we also have eight tenant farmers whom I met on my recent trip. 
They raise livestock and various arable crops across 10,000 acres, all organic, thanks to my father. So it's a good, just good detail. We, we, the, the, important at this point in time as he's about to learn uh, who has burled his apartment. Uh, that, but his father was a, as we were told once earlier in the book, a, a pioneer in organic farming. Well, again, she's, uh, you know, saving, saving the cat with this guy. Because her father was virtue signaling. As sure. It. <laughs> wow. I think that's obviously why that's in there, right? I remember. Su- remember, he's a good guy. He's a good guy. Right. I suppose so. I, you know, I, I, I think at this point in time, we've learned that he's, you know, good. Like he's already changed enough based on this relationship. Um, but yep, I guess that's just another another pin in his uh, pin in his hat. Yes, and then while she's uh, lounging about. Uh, taking various showers and putting on various scented things and pink cardigans and all of that. This is, I think, the first bit of anything that's happened okay. is now going to happen. Sure. People come into the place, the hideout where yeah. she's staying, and she hears them. She hears voices. Erte, someone grates in a strangled whisper. It's her mother tongue. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I know that when I'm in a foreign country and I hear English, I go, hark, it's my mother tongue. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I assume that that would have been a place for her to go, zot. Sure. I don't know why that wasn't in there. But no, she stopped and thought about her mother tongue right. at that moment. <laughs> Maybe that was a, uh, you know, in, in, the, uh, in the sex trafficking van, her and Blariana were speaking their mother tongue to each other. <laughs> I forgot about Blairiana. <laughs> I don't. We didn't get any more of her. I, I hope that that is not an unresolved plot point. But uh, the uh, the so the, yeah, the the thugs have broken into her house, and I, I like how was he described when he said Erte was it like a guttural like. What did you just read? It was a, a great in a strangled whisper. Yeah. Er, <laughs> so it's we get we get the uh, Nick the thugs. Nolte came in and gave it a reading for. Yeah. <laughs> there is nothing about the thugs that is like even remotely human. They're purely just like revolting and like <laughs> yes. squat and like you know hairy moles on their face and guttural urtes and stuff. So it's a pretty funny contrast to everyone else in this book who is shockingly attractive. Um, and they, uh, yeah, they, they later, they don't get any color added to their uh, character as we'll find out. <laughs> they're pretty much, they're on point the whole time. But, uh, as, as the thugs are breaking in, he's over in the, uh, main house talking to Danny, I think the, uh, sort of the keeper. And, uh, this was just a, a, a stunning exchange. So Danny has been, you know, feeding and caring for them. They know they're in the hideout and they're, they're he's being coy and we get the, we get the, we're told that Danny is sort of, she makes the whole thing run. So she's supposedly a sharp character who's like you know she knows in advance when he's going to want like a stew with prunes type of thing so melt in the mouth french toast right is, is yes. one thing he likes uh but, but so so she has a uh, has exhibited a lapse in judgment uh over the past 24 hours he uh he says i hear you had a successful day yesterday it was fun thank you again jenkins he gives me a nod and danny smiles that reminds me she says there were two very unsavory characters who came calling for you yesterday. What? She has my immediate attention and everyone else is in the room. She pales. They were asking after you. I told them to bugger off, sir. Unsavory? Rough looking, sir. Aggressive. From Eastern Europe, I think. Anyway. And he says, fuck, Alicia. So, <laughs> servant of the year here. 
has had two <laughs> rough-looking, aggressive people, unsavory people from Eastern Europe show up, and she has not thought to mention this to him up until this point. Right. It's incredible. As he's lounging about with the uh, the frail-looking woman from Eastern Europe. Yes, as he's and who he's been very coy and protective of. Yeah. He's, he's arrived suddenly and demanded things and said, don't tell anyone I'm here. Even if he hadn't, even if he had just been hanging out, you know, having a grand time to, you know, we've, we've been told nothing other than these people are, you know, you can look at them and know that they're criminals. Um, and so she has just thought that this is knowledge to, uh, oh, I sent them on their way. I'm sure it was nothing like you would if a uh, kid selling magazine showed up at your door. I love that she is trying to go, go past it, too. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> right. But then she immediately pales when he says what. You know, so that's all it took for her to realize she's made a grave mistake. Yeah, Connor, you know, these guys came past the Rift Tracks offices. They were right. both, like, bent over in half. They had, like, claws. They had, you know, yeah, they trimmed their fingernails. <laughs> they, they were, they had, one had a bat that he kept, like, whacking into his other palm, and he's like, where's Connor? Yeah. The ah. other one had a picture of my mom with the eyes scratched out on it that he was showing to anyone who would look at it. Anyway, um, we should probably go ahead to uh, Red Robin. They're <laughs> right. having a special on fries. Yes. My God. It's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's where he's uh, left off at. So it's the, the he's rushing back to the house. She is uh, just hearing the uh, Urte guys, uh, in, and she's barricaded herself in the bathroom. But uh, that's where the chapter ends. So dramatic. Very dramatic. She does make uh, this note, though, that uh, uh, the, ma- the mister is no match for these guys. Mm-hmm. The reasoning, he is one man, and they are two. <laughs> yes, <laughs> so- yes. <laughs> this is like someone who is just born like learning okay he's one wait i'm not my mom i'm a different person she's she's figuring out her i'm not liriana but we were in the sex traffic van together yes i was very close to her but oh we're separate entities (laughs) yes um the uh, but you know do, do not fail to mention that she is making that sort of uh, mental calculation. Uh, she is a a chess prodigy and piano savant. Um, <laughs> so you know she's literally being called a genius. I think by our hero. So uh, evidence on display right there. One Maybe it's her synesthesia. I can't say that word. Syn- it's my Ogden. I'm oh, doomed. Synesthesia. Yeah. There we go. Yes. Well done. Well, I'll just pass it over to you when I need to say that word. <laughs> okay. Yeah, um, so that's seen... all I got for twenty. Yeah, that's all I got for twenty-two. So, but before we move on to twenty-one, we uh, we did this once, maybe two episodes ago. But I have I have found an Amazon reviewer who loved the Mister. <laughs> oh, great! And I have uh, I've found some more of their reviews, and we're gonna we're gonna I'm gonna quiz you on whether you think she liked these things or not. Great! Um, but I so love this so, so far, uh, her her Amazon review was uh, just a couple days ago, June sixth, five stars. Uh, headline: I loved this book, and then I think eight exclamation marks she said i loved this book i've read it twice start to finish i love how the story unfolded to most people the story might seem impossible ah. <laughs> the depth of the two main characters developed greatly throughout the book and for what me, and for me it was a great read i guess to each his own holds true that's the last line i don't know what she means by that but um so yeah she i thinks- suppose she was just feeling the pressure of those uh, a lot of one star and two star reviews yeah so. but uh she, something she liked about it as she read it twice was the depth of the two main characters developed greatly 
She obviously does not have a job if she read this thing twice. Uh, it, it is so overly long. <laughs> yeah, it is amazing that you could just not, I mean, you know, start flipping, you know, be like, oh, okay, here's where this is going to happen. Eyes gloss over 10 pages later. We'll get back to the uh, thinnest gruel of the plot it offers up. But hey, you okay, know. Blah, I, blah, 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 blah. Will she touch his wiener? Oh, <laughs> I'm hooked. I guess to each his own holds true, Mike. So anyway, here are some things you're going to guess whether she liked them or not. Um, number one. The R in R&B video collection. That is a collection of classic um, R. Kelly music videos. <laughs> uh, y- yeah, four stars. Yep, she liked it. Five stars. Classic R. Oh. Kelly. I love this DVD. All of his hits and are performed beautifully. All right. Okay. Uh, next one. En Vogue live in Birmingham, Alabama. Uh, five stars. One star. What? Yes. <laughs> This DVD came in a format that does not play on any of my DVD players. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> she we, bought a PAL version yes, of... exactly. She region locked. Um, she's, she's searching for a DVD that will play it, but she has three DVD players that doesn't work in any of them. Uh, uh-huh. Next, uh, d- movie, A Puppy for Christmas. Oh, two stars. No, four stars. It was This was a pretty good movie if you love dogs. Uh, on that same theme a puppy for christmas we now have a wish for christmas oh not as good as a puppy for christmas two stars five stars damn she says this is another great movie featuring Lacey chabert who i i assume you know from the hallmark channel yes yeah she's a uh She's, uh, I'd say their number three bit player. Okay. Uh, Can- Candace Cameron Bure would be their go-to. Uh, okay. Uh, but she's she's in the stable for sure. <laughs> now, next uh, product. Uh, this is a long title. Lifetime Movies Triple Feature. A Change of Heart. The Truth About Jane. Her Desperate Choice. Uh, well, five stars. <laughs> of course. Uh, two stars. Well, I saw these it. movies on Lifetime Network and they were a lot better than this DVD version. I think she's. I think there's something like the picture quality was not as good on the DVD, so uh, I'm not really sure. And then final, you've been uh, you've you've been throwing darts blindfolded on this one. The last one, Clipco binder clips, medium 1.25 inch black clips, 96 pack. Are they those like fold over kind of paper uh, butterfly clip- clips? Yeah, like you'd hold a bunch yeah. of papers together. Um. Cheap construction, they get the job done, but barely three stars. Oh, I'm so sorry. Five stars. The quality <laughs> is just as good as the ones I usually buy at Office Depot. Ah, oh, damn. So she contains multitudes. Loves R. Kelly, hates En Vogue, uh, loves Puppy for Christmas and Wish for Christmas, but hates Lifetime movies. Does so not she's... have a, uh, a region, a multi-region DVD player. Yes. We know that about her. <laughs> Things that have been standard for decades, but no. So, all right. Well, it's hard to do. It's hard to know what people like based on their love of the mister. He... Yeah. Man, I, I think I got, well, I got maybe two out yeah, of? Yeah, two out of like uh, six, I think. So That's bad. You did way better on <laughs> And you nailed the... Uh, uh, one star didn't receive, which was, is my favorite kind of review. <laughs> it worked out. It was just a, it was a very lucky guess, but I'm glad it, I'm glad I did. Uh, I, I, you saved it for last, so it was a little little bit of a gift. Yeah, uh, chapter twenty one. Mm-hmm. Boy, we're picking up the pace here, and uh, here is I, I just uh, I'm I'm con- uh, compressing all of the physical reactions that Alicia has during. This uh, break, this B and E that is happening live in chapter twenty-one. Mm-hmm. Here's her physical state: 
Her heart is pounding. Her pulse stumping. The blood is draining from her head. The room spins. Her legs shake. Her hands are shaking. Her hands are clammy. She gasps for air. She's dizzy with fear. She's feeling powerless. Her legs give out. She puts her fist in her mouth. <laughs> and that's all like probably two paragraphs, right? It's two paragraphs. Wow. So, I mean, basically, if you saw her, you'd go, this woman has three minutes to live. Tops. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. We, we have got to get a, a paramedic in here now. Grand mal seizure. Like, she, maybe she's touched a uh, electrified fence and is doing sort of the scarecrow dance. Yeah, you are taking your wallet out of your pocket and trying to put it under her tongue to <laughs> save her. But yeah, she's essentially Wendy Torrance in The Shining as those guys are going to, here's Johnny through the bathroom door. But yeah. Wendy Torrance held it a bit better together. I mean, she was, a, you know, shrieking uh, hysterical, but uh, she I, I don't know that she was putting her whole fist in her mouth. <laughs> oh, I don't know if Wendy also, I don't know if her panic mushroomed like hers does. <laughs> that was a so good she one. Had, she had panic and then it mushroomed. <laughs> That that was someone's uh, dumb sentence. Uh, I like uh, I like Maxim's uh, reactions as he was sort of speeding in his jag back to the house. I tear down the lane, clattering over the cattle grid and pushing the jag to go faster. I have to get back to the house. I'm finding it hard to breathe. My anxiety is a weight pressing on my chest. Alicia, why did I leave her at the house? And I thought that was a very good question because, uh, you know, you're here to protect her. Something bad has happened that... Uh, clearly tied into the uh, protection, and yet you've abandoned her out of some weird desire to keep your uh, your riches secret from the woman who knows that you're rich. Right. But Well, as he speeds back, I, I had to say about this one, I mean, we've talked about this uh, previously, but uh, even Chekhov has to <laughs> sort of put his head in his hands and shake his, like, you know, pinch his nose and go, come on, man. Uh, he he get, grabs his shotgun, he puts uh, the shells four more into my coat pocket. I've never been so grateful as I am right now that my father taught me how to shoot. Yeah. Un yeah. Truly uh. just yeah. all caps. Remember audience. <laughs> but There's yeah, like you said, Chekhov puts his hand in his head and then Chekhov looks up at the end of the chapter, exasperated being like, what, what you didn't shoot the gun. <laughs> like he's been taken on an emo emotional roller coaster here. Yeah. Uh, um, this was so he he's he's has some thoughts here that are that are similar to the uh, sort of similar to Danny's uh, back in the thing. He says, uh, is it them, the bastards who trafficked her? Remember that he she told him specifically that they were two Eastern European guys. Um, so it maybe you know, his, his, he is essentially thinking, is it the same two Eastern European thugs that trafficked her that came looking for me? Um, and then he, they were Eastern European. They were aggressive. Hmm, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> She's like, uh, yeah, they were, uh, you know, they, they resembled the, uh, the one was tall and thin and the other was short and squat. Um, but he says, I feel sick to my stomach. How the hell did they find us? How? And then he says, maybe they were the fuckers who burgled my flat. So he is he is just cementing his status as the dumbest man alive. Because um, he's thinking maybe they went back and, and entered my flat. Sort of, That's probably how they found his address. And then this was great. They found information on the Trevithick Estate and Tresillian Hall. And now they're here asking questions. The fucking nerve of them coming to my house. And so I think, I th I think that every time I read a story about like, you know, you know, 11-year-olds pulled out of a shipping crate who were being trafficked to the U.S., I think the nerve of those guys. <laughs> Just the nerve. <laughs> Shipping that these is... pe 
people here to be sex slaves. Oh, this the you nerve. have got a lot of cheek, young man, <laughs> coming to my place like that. Now you step back out and you try it again and you do it right this time. Yeah. Okay. Fine. We Sorry, won't sex Mr. traffic. Trippy. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so she's uh, she's she's sort of like we said, Wendy Torrance. I, I thought that it was uh, she's looking around the room for something to defend herself, anything, his razor, her toothbrush. So I, I, we don't get the scene of her trying to fend off the thugs with his toothbrush, but I wish we had because I don't know. I'm not sure how that would have worked out if she would have like filed it down to like a prison shiv type of thing um, or just like waggled it at him. Yeah, I think probably taking the uh, the toenail file or the heel scraper and then, yeah, quickly sharpening it, I guess, <laughs> the way she, you could do it. She could have been like, hey, hang on, this is a hard bristled brush, and if you use it after several years, you'll have noticeable gum recession. <laughs> That's right, especially if you press too hard. Uh, um, the description of the guys, as you said, nothing is spared for these gentlemen. His breath is rank as if something <laughs> died on his tongue yes. and his body odor washes over her in a haze of squalor. <laughs> yes, it really is. It's like describing a mutant who's emerging out of the sewer. <laughs> Dickens says, settle down here. <laughs> um, they, uh, the, we, she, she pees her pants. She curled after they burst through the do- or door. He, he crashes through the door. She curls up into a ball, sobbing as fear paralyzes her body. Her bladder fails, and the telltale wetness seeps down her legs and into her new jeans. So, the, yeah, it sounds like <laughs> That a, was uh, a dumb sentence of the week Oh, for me. damn. <laughs> well, what are you going to do? Poe's uh, unsuccessful follow-up to the telltale heart was the uh, the telltale wetness as she <laughs> pees her pants into the thing. Uh, but, yeah, so that those are the, the outfits she'd picked out, hoping Maxim would like it. So that's unfortunate. <laughs> Uh, but I did wonder if the both the bad breath and the body odor, it, you know, I didn't want to look it up. And is that an Albanian thing? <laughs> yeah, I don't. That's a it's a very good question. It was not. I mean, a, it's legitimate. The uh, the the French they do they cultivate a body odor. It sure. is not a it's not an insult to say it. They they talk about it. You know, it's like your own your own odor is a uh, you know culturally that's a good thing, not a sure. bad thing. So, yeah, I mean. The uh, there was no mention of that as a stereotype on Fax King, but uh, uh, but then again, like she's she's as you know pristine and demure and angelic as one could possibly be. So maybe just a man thing. I don't know. Yeah, but uh, language wise, they're uh, they're they're not very uh, elevated in their language. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. We could just uh, there you are. You again. This language by now you know this language sure. is rough. Yes. There you are. You fucking bitch. Stop <laughs> fucking sniveling. You filthy whore. <laughs> <laughs> and then, but then Maxim comes in, and we read this. This was uh, a piece of fan fiction. Yes. Maxim, you know, bursts in the door, uh, avenging Angel, and he elevates the thing immediately. Step away from her, you fucking piece of shit. Yes. I think that's where the fan fiction ended, though. So we don't get what yeah. comes next, which is just, uh, uh, you know, the firmest of settle downs. Maxim's voice bellows through the room. What? Alicia opens bleary eyes. He's here. Maxim is standing on the threshold, shrouded in his dark coat like an avenging archangel, his <laughs> eyes flashing a deadly green, and he's brandishing his double barreled shotgun. Wow. So he's like he's he's coming out of there like uh, Keanu Reeves in the Matrix or something, um, wearing right. a, a trench coat or something to like do a a Sarah Connor one handed cock of the shotgun like a 
Like, <laughs> But as you read that, did you come to the correct conclusion? Because it is spelled out in case you missed the, uh, the, the facts from that paragraph. She follows up with, he's here <laughs> with his gun. <laughs> so, <laughs> wow. So we get all that information, but then I, I don't know where you're going. Where is he going with this? What's <laughs> happening? Oh, he's here with his gun. Got Good. It. Okay. A few. I, had, uh, I do have that, uh, that thing where I forget what was in the paragraph right before the one I read. I'm a memento guy, but in a, in a reading sense. Um, we do get the, uh, the words of the, uh, the, the guys. A bunch of Albanian comes at me. Sorry, yeah. I was just searching. I stumbled. Baldy is one of them. Baldy yep. spits words. At his rat face, Este pastrustia etij, nese me pastrusto te fuash concubine. Yes. Aho nuk vien askie, gruje ashakul permi biat, rat face replies. <laughs> Which I, when I read it, I assume what that meant. I didn't translate it, but doesn't this idiot look like that DJ we saw in Mallorca? I assume that conversation was about. <laughs> that was very well done in the, uh, with the accents. I don't think I could have uh, I mean, is it the, captured the, would, the gutturalness you, of their, their hideous speech. I suppose. Uh, if you pictured me sort of bent over with my hands in claws and, you know, spitting out the words. Yes. Sure, a sp- uh, spittoon to, to need to clear your throat after every three yeah. sentences. <laughs> but that's, uh, that's that first one you read. is a, uh, It has ramifications because she, she heard what they said and she understood it. And uh, it, it, it echoes in her mind as she goes on when they call her T-Trash uh, Concubine. Um, because it means, you know, I, well, I forget exactly, but something they're, they're essentially saying is cleaner, more like she's his concubine. And so, um, it, it does echo in her mind and not just because they used the word, uh, concubine for the first time in the 21st century. Right. And also she passed over the, let's see, seven or eight times. There's like, you fucking whore. (laughs) Yes. It's like, "Uh uh-huh. Go on. (laughs) Concubine. How dare you, sir? Right. Goes for the fainting couch on this one. Um, but, uh, just, we need to point out in case people aren't reading this, we've described her being, uh, them bursting through the door, her wetting her pants, the guys calling her a, a, a bitch and a whore, uh, Maxim bursting in the door with his shotgun saying like, drop it. Uh, this all happened in literally three quarters of a page. Like, yeah. it, 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 there's the drama, like they, they burst through the door, uh, insult her and he pretty much, you know, they, they were almost bursting through the doors at the same time uh, for as quickly as this happened. Because I think he gives her a good kick in the ribs and pulls her up by her hair and then Maxim is there. So the drama of, uh, the, drama of the guys kidnapping her uh, diffused in uh, three quarters of a page. The drama of will she touch his wang still going strong for about 80 pages now. Yeah, I mean, as you read this, what, of course, what did you assume that... She was going to be thrown in the trunk, and yes. then the rest of the book, obviously, he gets would to, be, has to get her back. Yeah, it would be him doing uh, Taken with his shotgun, with his you know uh, hand-polished bird rifles, and uh, going through encampments and sure, uh, a chase rescuing to the border. other women. Right. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Nope. Immediately. Done. Immediately. <laughs> it's so amazing. Um, and then uh, the. Uh, Thing, once he's sort of dispatched them, uh, I, I thought this was pretty funny. She says, uh, I need a change of clothes, Alicia mumbles. I frown. Why? He thinks why to himself. And it's just like, again, like at some point in time, 
you know, you learn as a as a as a guy or just as a polite member of society that if someone says something like that, like I need to uh, I need to run to the bathroom or like I need to pop into the drugstore. No, you know, why frowning? It's like, what what on earth do you think happened? I need to change my <laughs> pants. Like what something has happened like that's either <laughs> normal or just more embarrassing. But like, you know, what what does he what does he think? Why is the answer there? Yeah, you're, you, you know, you're just meet your mother-in-law and you're driving her back from the airport. <laughs> I'm so sorry, but um, I do need to, can you make a stop at this next gas station? Yes. Just for a moment, I'll be right back. Why? <laughs> what, what are you going to do? <laughs> uh, please just pull over. Yeah, no, I know, but I'd really like to know. Why don't you tell the whole car? Right. <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> yeah. The social graces are just like, I mean. I mean, I guess is he is he like did she did she poop her pants or just pee them like that could be his I don't know. Well, later she um, she's embarrassed about the fact that the like Danny knows that she's wet herself or whatever. Yeah. But at this point, she's driving there. She doubles over, retching on the side of the road, <laughs> losing her breakfast. <laughs> so, look, I mean. The, there's no need to be right. coy at this point. Yeah. I'm I'm retching on the side of the road, which also made me think, uh, you know, those eggs and feta were so heavenly. I bet they were still good enough to eat. Oh, boy, yes. Even <laughs> after she retched those <laughs> up. Tastes just as good coming back up. Yeah, yeah, there's no reason to be demure. Like, oh, my God, like when those thugs burst down the door. Yeah, it was the most terrifying experience of my life, and I wet my pants. Whew, let's hope that doesn't happen again. I'm sure we all would have done the same thing in that situation. Moving on. Yeah, they they uh, they literally were kicking my midsection. <laughs> yes. uh, my bladder gave way. Yeah. Like, well, of course. Yeah, sure. Right. Let's get you cleaned up. <laughs> um, but uh, this is uh, again, this is our hero. These are the words of Maxim. Uh, get on your knees, both of you, on the on your knees now. Not a fucking word from either of you. Two barrels, both primed. I can take you both down. I will blow your fucking balls off. <laughs> and and I aim for Baldy's crotch. Wow. So yeah, this is. He's uh this is his uh, public school education coming in again I think. Uh, yeah, exactly. It's a very he, refined gentleman. <laughs> uh but he uh he she describes him as he's doing this as he's uh in his long coat brandishing a shotgun like a hero from an old American movie. And this is one of the places where a little Kleinism would have helped, you know, brandishing a shotgun like a, you know, just to 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 really tell bring home what it's supposed to be like uh you know, a member of the Magnificent 7 or uh Again, the Matrix. Like, I'm not sure exactly what we're supposed to take away. Um, what you, what exact look he's going for? So, we, right, we, right. We, as a, as a dumb reader, we need it spelled out more. Uh, but this was as as he's as he's doing the same thing to Ratface and Baldy. We just get another another uh, look at their saintly behavior and appearance. Uh, Maxim says, "You are a blight on humanity. You're going to rot in jail, and I'll make sure they throw away the fucking key." He puckers his lips and tries to spit in my face, but he misses. His spit drizzling down his chin. And I just wondered, did he really miss there? Like, he, it sounds like it just sort of like dribbled out, uh, which I wouldn't, you know, spitting and missing is like it veers, you know, it whizzes past my ear type of thing. But it doesn't even really sound like it, it got an exit velocity out of his mouth. How do you screw that up, by the way? That's, that is not difficult. Um, so this gets to an amazing section where, uh, again, the the uh, insults just keep coming. You know, he kicks Baldy in mm-hmm. the ribs. That's for Alicia, you 
fucking scumbag. <laughs> and and then as a parenthetical, and all the other women you've sold into sure. slavery. <laughs> Does he actually say that? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and all the others. Wow. Uh, but that's clearly an afterthought. Obviously. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but then uh, uh, Jenkins gets in on the action. <laughs> Jenkins, his man, yeah. his manservant, the guy who uh, keeps his shotguns and who takes him on uh, on birding expeditions, is uh, is kicking the guy in the in the ribs as well. Yes, and then and then says, "This is Jenkins." <laughs> says we could finish them off and dispose of the bodies, my lord. <laughs> Placing the barrel of the gun against Ratface's head. So uh it's you know, incredible reservoir dogs all of a sudden. Yeah. From from Jenkins. And this uh this uh rung a bell with me. I I remembered that uh as you know, I'm a fan of uh, PG Woodhouse, the oh, yeah. prolific creator of uh Jeeves and Wooster and the the Smith novels with a P Smith. Mm. Um, you know, wrote for gosh, he wrote for like fifty years or something like that. And right. and all the uh, Jeeves and Wooster. Yeah. Um but uh, there's one that uh, it, I don't know if it's well regarded or not. You can dig around on Amazon and see if you can find it. Mm-hmm. But uh, where uh, Jeeves, you you know the story. I mean, Jeeves is the the butler, the yeah. smart, the platonic manservant Jeeves. to a uh, a dumb rich guy yes. who narrates the book, and uh, he's a bumbling fool, and Jeeves gets him out of all these Saves little the tangles. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so uh, I dug up the audiobook of one, and uh, it's it's very similar to this. And huh. I just thought I'd play it and see if it uh, if it rings a bell with you too. Absolutely, uh, yeah. I've because I've right. read a few of them under your recommendation, but haven't read them all. So I've always I always want to hear more about them, more about the world. All right. Well, this one I just pulled. I don't know. It's uh, off of Audible or whatever. I don't know who the voice actors are, but this is uh, uh, an episode from a uh, Jeeves and Wooster. So let's give it a run. Still rattled by the Think Nautil affair, I pointed the two-seater away from Aunt Agatha's, thrummed the engine, and in a blink and a half I tumbled into my sitting room and called out for my big-brained manservant. He'd soon set this right. Jeeves! He tinkled into the room. Uh, yes, sir. A moment of your... I halted the discourse because, whereas there are not normally two frightful-looking blokes lashed to cane chairs in my sitting room, there presently were. This called for an investigation. I say, Jeeves, there's a rough-looking pair... Friends of yours? Uh, No, sir. I apprehended these two gentlemen a short time after they had gained unauthorized entrance into your flat and were, as far as I could ascertain, attempting to steal the silver cow creamer. Uh, Well done, Jeeves. Did you summon the constabulary? No, sir. Mm. That is the normal course of action, but I suppose you have your reasons. Mm, Indeed, sir. Follow-up question, Jeeves. Why are these two men without their trousers? I was endeavoring to extract a confession from them by, shall we say, unorthodox methods. How's that? Uh, Just as you entered, sir, I was knotting a length of hemp with which to strike at and do damage to their testis, epididymis, and vas deferens. English, please. Ball torture, sir. Oh. Oh! Well, carry on, Jeeves. Very good, sir. Uh, Now, gentlemen, what, pray tell us, was the reason for your lawless ingress? (coughs) 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 I say, this is rather a lark. 
Shall we cut off a toe or two? I had sharpened the cheese knife for just such an eventuality, sir. Mm, Smashing. Have at it. With pleasure, sir. Uh, Fear not, gentlemen. I shall darn and launder your socks at this procedure's conclusion. So, very strikingly wow. similar, isn't wow. it? Wow, yeah. Who knew? So is that like a controversial Wodehouse book? Like, is it like Tintin in Africa or something where they <laughs> right. it's not really in print anymore? I guess, I guess it's hard to find. I, I don't know. I, it's just, uh, yeah, usually, obviously, he just uses his wits and, uh, you know, his, his high tone. He's very... Uh, very intelligent man. So this is the first time I think he really resulted to, or um, you know, went to that level. So, wow. so that in, like stuff. later in the book, do they tie up Gussie Finknoddle and make him eat his own newts and something? Like, is it <laughs> right? <laughs> yep. And uh, that is in the book. Uh, what is it called? Oh, here's the title: "Torture That Sack." G. Oh, okay. this one is yes. called. So, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, yeah, I like the uh, I like the sound of the 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 cut of the jib of the people who did it. I'll probably seek out more of their work. Yeah, certainly, certainly. Um, all right, so where are we now? We, okay. So they're they're in the house, uh, and there's some amazing reactions that that uh, Alicia has walking into this to the to the manor. I guess she says uh, it's a large, airy room, the most spacious kitchen Alicia has ever seen. Wooden cupboards, tiled floor, it's spotlessly tidy, old and modern at the same time. There are two stoves. Two. Um, so that's something that the recent attack victim might be taking note of. <laughs> well, it's also, I noted the same thing, but for this reason, when she follows Danny into what looks like the kitchen. Oh, wow. There we go. <laughs> so that's a little Kleinian, isn't it? What it, looks like. Very much so. And I have two more of those marks uh, coming up. I didn't notice that one, though. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's the kitchen. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, but yeah, so the yeah, kitchen probably owned by Arthur Two Stoves Jackson, uh, the, the former <laughs> former lord of the house, I think. But then the other thing that she does not really, uh, she takes note of, uh, the dogs come running in and Danny's command stops the dogs in their tracks. They lie down, gazing up at both women. Alicia regards them suspiciously. They are handsome hounds, but where she comes from, dogs do not live in the house. So she's like still like damp in the crotch. Her she's hoping that her like liver has not been punctured by the thing, but she's being like, "Huh, that's different in Albania." You know, dogs live outside. That's that's something she's taking note of in this moment, <laughs> right? <laughs> in addition to noting the number of appliances in, in, in the various rooms, <laughs> but then so this so that we're about to do, to have the whole uh, his 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 cover is going to be blown on his whole uh, family background, but. Uh, Danny says, you must have had a terrible fright. Uh, Alicia nods and blinks back the tears. Ah, lassie, don't you be crying. His lordship wouldn't want that. We'll get you sorted. Then she thinks to herself in italics, lordship? (laughs) And so this is where, so this is the, the crux of the whole, you know, his betrayal. He's keeping a secret for her. But so she's out of the loop culture wise that, uh, you know, two stoves and dogs in the house are surprising to her. Right. So she has absolutely no context for what lordship means. Like there's no, you know, you know, I have no context for what it means. And I, you know, I'm a man of the world. But like, it's as if I, you know, it's as if you said, hey, I'm a I'm a deacon in the church. I'd be like, oh, that's a title. I don't know what it entails. So I'm not going to make any assumptions based on that title. Um, 
You know what I mean? Well, like, of course. Yeah, I, I was thinking the parallel, and I'm so glad you allowed me to bring this up. This is a <laughs> true. I am a uh, I am a Kentucky Colonel. Okay. This is this is very true. I is awarded by the governor of Kentucky, huh. and I say that to people, and obviously they have no idea what what it right. means. Yes. And so they say, do you, you know, why aren't you carrying a cane and why don't you have spats on or, you know, like, uh, what what war did you fight in? Stuff like that. <laughs> it's the same thing. Like, nobody has any. Why would she have any concept yes. right. of, of lordship? Yeah. It's, it's not like she said, he's the king of England, which like, oh, you know, wow. But yeah, a lord just, you know, it has to just be, you know, oh, ceremonial title. I mean, is that like being a, uh, you know, a... Uh, member of the secretariat is he like uh just the the community association president like it, the fact that that triggers all this uh you know shame and anguish is is preposterous yeah i uh i i chair a uh, a board for a, a company you've never heard of you've never told me that <laughs> our entire foundation of our relationship built on a lie <laughs> yep exactly um but then that, well, we'll get to it, but that is quickly dissipated as well. Yeah. So um, let's not even concern ourselves with it. Did you find yourself wishing for more of uh, PC Nichols and Sergeant Nancaro? Oh, big time. Yeah. I want Nancaro, I, uh, that made me shake my head again and go, what? You, that was easily avoided, E.L. James. Just, <laughs> you know, Sergeant Smith. I, I don't know. Right. Nancaro had me going, what? Right. Is that a thing? Right. Do I need do I need to look this up now too? <laughs> it's probably like an allusion to like her uh, her kid's imaginary friend growing up. Right. Some you know idiotic name for a, for a character. Um, but we get a little description of them, and uh, you know, very brief. And then uh, they're asking, the, you know, they're interrogating, and then uh, and then she says, and of course, it was he who came to the house to inform us of Kit's tragic accident. Uh... Of course. <laughs> Why? Well, yes. Why did you even say that? Yeah. So, uh, he, so he was working that shift. Like, well, of course. He worked, he's oh, the only okay. policeman. He works twenty four hours. Like, yeah. Um, I guess she just means, of course, because El James can't think of anything else. So, of course, I'm going to make that. That's what you should be reading. Sure. Of, of course, I do the obvious thing, and this is the guy. So, the ice cream bunny. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Of course. Uh, as the uh, detective and sergeant leave, he says, we'll be on our way. I'll let you know how the investigation proceeds. Maxim throws in, I bet these arseholes were the ones who broke into my flat in Chelsea. We'll be sure to check that out, sir. And <laughs> it's imagine them being like, thank you, Columbo. Like, clearly, one, <laughs> obviously they're the same people. Two, we've we've already got people looking into that. Like, uh, what a dumbass. It's, uh, I think I told it already when the police came to investigate my stolen bikes and they... They left their own bikes, but they took the wheels off them. And the cop said something like, well, they obviously didn't ride up on these bikes. <laughs> and I, I went, I, th I think they took their wheels. Like, he goes, maybe. Wow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> um, so we get back to Alicia, and she has this reminiscence about the incident. Zot. Oh, the stink of him, fetid, stale sweat, unwashed, and his breath. And I thought... Even in the police van miles away, you can hear him go, hey, come on. 
Yeah. You've, you've hit me pretty hard at this point. I, we get it, all right? Yeah. I'm sorry if I didn't have time to go to the spa during my 10-day sex trafficking operation. It's not like I'm, you know, keeping my head above ground here. Uh, it's hard Maybe work. Maybe if you'd handed me that toothbrush, uh, I could have used it. <laughs> um yeah, I bet one of them is like, you know, the rat, you know, Baldy is probably thinking that he's rat face. And then when he realizes he's Baldy, he's like, I have lost a little bit of hair. OK, like, <laughs> come on. I'm not Telly Savalas here. I'm thinning. Yes. <laughs> um, so the uh, the she's she's the words are echoing in her head uh, about being called a concubine. Uh, Danny has promised to be back in a wee minute. I like this sentence. She's going to fetch the rest of Alicia's clothes from the car and bring her some painkillers for her head. It's throbbing because Dante pulled her upright by her hair. Um, in case you are, in case you had forgotten what happened a mere nine pages ago where she said, he slaps her hard again and, be- and drags her to her feet by her hair. The pain is indescribable as though her scalp is being torn from her head. <laughs> So, just a good reminder that uh, right. that, that 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 the that the one thing that has happened in this book happened. Well, then we get to this is a, a key moment. She gets her out of the bath. Come now, let's get you out of there. We don't <laughs> want you turning into a prune, she says. And I say, prune? Why? <laughs> yes, I will. So let me go grab that uh, bowl of stew. Oh, oh and boy, the, uh, we'll we'll take a little pause here, but we'll be right back. Sounds Hang good. On. All right. All right, we're back. Yeah, um, well, getting a live here the, tasting. Yes, indeed. Um, how do how's I describe it, the, the yeah, look, how's it look, the texture? Bowl of brown. The smell is, yeah, it's, uh, it looks like the, uh, what is it, the Zerta River um, at high tide or at high, you know, in the spring when it's roiling and uh, it's uh, sort of dark. Okay. The smell is good because it's got some cinnamon in there oh, as, well. a, uh, as a feature of it, as well as some paprika. Ooh. Smoked paprika, but it is a uh, a grass fed uh, beef roast that I used. Oh wow! So like chunks of it, not a ground uh, chunks. Yeah, roast. so it's a it's a high quality meat. So here mm-hmm. goes. I I apologize for eating on you. You fill the space here. Sure. So Mike's probably taking a bite now. Uh, I couldn't tell you the last time I had a prune. It just they have a context about them that is not super present. So I've I've sort of, sort of avoided them as an adult. Okay, the beef is okay. I mean, it's not super flavorful, but that might be my fault. I don't know. There's not a lot of spices in this. It's hmm. mostly just the well, cinnamon, that, paprika, that, and uh, bay leaves. That's probably true to uh, you know the way that they prepare it. It's not like England's known for being a you know super flavorful spice paradise. Mm. Oh, I just had the prune. That okay. is not a good texture. <laughs> <laughs> it's very slimy. Wow. It bursts in an unpleasant way and then I, slime. I cannot abide fruit bursting. That is, that's why I don't, blackberries when they're too big are just, you just, it's like biting into a grub. Yeah. My, my uh, friend of mine in college was a, that was mushrooms for her. And she would just like, oh, are you eating that mushroom? To me, it's like a, a fetid little toe exploding. And be like, all right, calm down. I like mushrooms. But that was her experience of it was the biting when it like all that gross, like fetid liquid shoots into your mouth. It's like, okay. Yeah, okay. right. Now, don't make me think about it. All right. Well. Uh, so that was not good. Uh, okay. Thumbs down. All right. Well, what are you going to do with the rest of it? I made I made a very small. Amount. Oh wow! You made so it I'm sous viding the rest of that beef for oh, something good. that I actually want to eat. Okay, all right. Well, so yours is not good. Mine was good but hard to eat. So possibly good if prepared in a different manner. So, so there we go. Uh, British food, huh? Who would have known? Not yeah. that great. 
I give it a lower rating than that uh, Art Kelly DVD uh, video collection. <laughs> uh, I give it uh, even less of a rating than standard Q-tips from, uh, <laughs> from Barb T a few episodes ago. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so she, she said she she all italics thought prune. Um, so I guess she was either either questioning why she was she, she was forgetting that they had eaten the beef stew with prunes not 24 hours ago, or she was just wondering why uh, why Danny was turning into Mrs. Kittner from Jaws, who uh, tells her son to uh, get out of the water before he prunes, and he unfortunately does not listen to her. Um, <laughs> we, but uh, then uh, as she's getting her out and sort of tallying her off, uh, she's, Danny says, his lordship will be along as soon as he's dealt with the police. Come now. His lordship? Yes, dear. This is how the chapter ends. Alicia frowns, and Danny's expression echoes her. Did you not know? Maxim is the Earl of Trevithick. And so my mm-hmm. reaction, my reaction, you know, and anyone normal would probably say, oh, huh. Well, I'm going to lay down. I've had a pretty rough morning. Um <laughs> You know that uh, yeah the the painkillers are getting to me a little yeah. tired <laughs> instead of being uh, told that someone is the earl of something and being like well okay don't know what that means but uh, that's the uh, but this sets in, into uh, into motion a whole ton of events in chapter twenty two yeah in chapter twenty two it, it's uh, uh, you know we're in media res here it's, it's just continuation earl of Trevathick and then I love the description of Danny saying this to her. This is his house, Danny <laughs> says gently, as if talking to a child. All the land surrounding the house, the village. What? He didn't tell you? Yes. She's Mr. Rogers all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah, why? What? This person from, the sex trafficked woman from Eastern Europe. Like, there's probably a lot of stuff that needs to be filled in here. We'll sure. get to it. Right. It's, it's not essential at this point. Right. And then uh, Danny says, uh, uh, I see her white brows knit together, but she shrugs. Well, I'm sure he's had his reasons, and uh, he does have his reasons. The reason is he's a dumbass, <laughs> uh, hide, trying to hide this uh, this information from her. Yeah. Um, so this sets in. Uh, she begins repeating to herself. Uh, there it is again. Nesse pastruse dote fote concubine. Yeah. Uh, if by cleaner you mean concubine, so yes. that was quite an exchange those two had, <laughs> where in the middle of being, you know, throwing to the, you know, beating up a woman and throwing her around the bathroom. <laughs> yes, they're like just doing a little bit of a, you know, it's not really witty, but they're sort of, you know, for for them it's witty. For Ratface and Baldy, that's that's what you get. Right. Uh, uh, the- so she takes a bath, and then she uh, she realizes that she's been betrayed, and hot tears of shame and regret course down her cheek <laughs> uh that's and also her uh, her stomach lurches mm-hmm. uh, at his betrayal in the short time she's known him she's fallen for him for him fallen from a great height uh is a little uh thing to let you just know how much she's fallen um but the whole the whole reason that she's so sort of confused here is uh i'm burning one of my dumb sentences here but uh her knowledge of the English peerage is limited to two Georgette Hire books her grandmother had <laughs> smuggled into Albania. So again, uh, you know, the, 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 her grandmother smuggling Georgette Hire books about the English peerage into Albania. A book I would read, damn it. That is, right. <laughs> that's like, you know, smuggling uh, forbidden, forbidden Western books into a communist nation. But that's, uh, that's a, a much more thrilling story. 
Uh, yeah. Did you look her up? I no. forgot to uh, look her up. Like, why? Why the smuggling? <laughs> and the, my follow up is: Was it worth the smuggling? Right. Like, was Was it worth the uh, Stasi coming and beating you with steel rods <laughs> after they discovered these books? Right. Maybe you'd like hollow those books out and put something worthwhile to smuggle inside them. But uh, man, I mean, Georgette Heyer must be uh, one hell of a writer. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. I neglected to even look her up. Maybe someone out there knows who she is. Sure. Um, the, uh, the, uh, we get, a uh, Danny telling him, uh, she's, she's paling yet again. Um, I mentioned you're the Earl of Trevithick and this provokes an interesting reaction. He, uh, he, he, he italicized, thinks to himself, what? And then says, shit. So he reverses. <laughs> it's like Krusty the Clown when he says the quiet part loud and the loud part quiet. He just, uh, right. he, he's so thrown for a loop here that he's thinking his thoughts and saying his, uh, saying them. I'm surprised it wasn't a, like a shut up you, you know. <laughs> not now, right? Um, and then we get to the first of my uh, my, my second Kleinian um, thing. She's sort of um, she's upset. She's sort of wandering his uh, his his manner. She says she thinks on the landing there's a mullioned bay window beside mm-hmm. which stand two suits of armor holding what look like pikes, <laughs> and so. So yeah, this was uh, the first one that disgusted Lauren because I don't know how something, how, I don't know what objects out there that are not pikes resemble pikes. Um, so yeah, I I wondered is this uh, unreliable narrator stuff? <laughs> right. Is this she's playing at a different level here? He did jerk is her head this... around. You know, she could have suffered some sort of uh, concussion. Yeah, is this all a dream? That was the <laughs> that was the clue when I told you they looked like pikes. Right. They weren't right. It's like the memento top or the uh, inception top. But she she yeah. looks back over her shoulder and they're not there anymore. But I want to uh, I want to point out something. Um, the return. Uh, here's the sentence. Thankful that she had acted on impulse to bring her old clothes too. She tugs on her pink panties, bra, her own jeans, her Arsenal FC top, and her sneakers. Pink panties are back, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, phew. Thank God. I mean, just, you know, there's got to be some sort of payoff at the very end of the book where he asks her to clean the piano, you know, just wearing (laughs) them. So right after she went one place, he immediately rushed after her and saved her. Put Put a pin in that. Okay. Now she rushes off again, and he rushes to find her again. And uh, he runs into the bathroom where he was told she was taking a bath. He says it's empty except for the trace of her scent, lavender and roses. For an instant, I close my eyes and inhale. It's soothing. Oh, my God. I just thought, you do? Yeah. <laughs> get, get going, you idiot. You're stopping to do a, a, a TV ad for, uh, you know, a scent or something? Right. Get, get the hell going. <laughs> uh, but then he says, dread seeps into my bones. Where is she? Has she passed out somewhere? I know that when I can't find someone, I yes. assume they yes. passed out somewhere. <laughs> Maybe she passed out next to those uh, knight armors that look like they're holding pikes. <laughs> right. What look like pikes. Uh, but then he immediately finds her. Mm-hmm. T- tension over. <laughs> uh, as he was uh as she was not passing out uh we got some more examples of her uh of her uh genius prodigy thing uh she sees a uh, massive faded tapestry that depicts a man on bended knee to his sovereign well alicia assumes he must be the sovereign judging by the crown he's wearing 
Um, so he's she's 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 making the uh, the assumption that yes, he's he's the sovereign wearing crown and not one of those normal guys who just goes about his life having people kneel to him while he's wearing a crown. <laughs> and no, it depicted a very special uh, birthday at Burger King. <laughs> but, uh, it was just uh, it was just a guy at a at an asylum. People uh, people people tolerate him um, wearing, <laughs> wearing a crown and sort of they humor him so he doesn't have an episode. But then she says, uh, "This is Maxim's family, his heritage. She finds it almost impossible to grasp. She is finding it. It is blowing her mind. It is like a." Uh, you know, Lovecraftian horrors from the undergrave it is just beyond the realm of her grasping that the rich guy is rich. He comes from a right. rich family. This is, uh, it's just, uh, she has witnessed the cosmos in its entirety and it is, it is beyond the realm of man's ability to grasp. Yes, as she walks around the cavernous marble staircases with suits of armor, she suddenly yes, these... she can scarcely take this in that the person who owns this has some wealth <laughs> yes. and titles. She's brushing past one servant after the other, like she's uh, she hears the jag pull up outside. <laughs> uh, but then she so this is an odd way to describe their. You know, they're. I guess they were briefly parted in that she wandered out of the bath and went down the stairs, uh-huh. and that was supposed to be an action sequence. And then suddenly, she hears him shout out her name. <laughs> why suddenly. not just put? Why not just Alicia and then her Zot? You know, yes. why suddenly she hears him shout? Why the passive? <laughs> this is not tough to write. Him going, Alicia. Right. And, you know, and her collapsing on the floor and him scooping her up, but not even that. Right. I don't think you could suddenly hear something. I think you just hear it or not. Like, you know, <laughs> right. because there's either a noise happening or there isn't. So right. uh, I, I like this uh, when he, he sort of comes up. Uh, I found her, but my relief is tempered by her aloof yet inscrutable expression and the fact that she's wearing her old clothes and carrying a sweater and a blanket. Shit, this does not good look good. And I think it was implied that, uh, I mean, I'm hard as a rock, but I... Uh, <laughs> Just because it is, we've had we haven't had any action. We have not said any stirring, thickening, or uh, rising in this passage. So I think we're Tight, not a tightening to be found. Yeah, yeah. there's no belly fluttering. Oh, um, uh, don't worry, that's uh, <laughs> that's coming. Uh, and uh, the uh, this was sort of insensitive because he says uh, she tosses her hair over her shoulder uh, and tilts her chin in my direction. I'm leaving. No, it's like she's kicked me in the stomach. And just you know, it's a, just a just a touch insensitive, considering the thugs had brutally right. kicked her in the stomach nine pages ago. But uh, you know, whatever. <laughs> um, he says to himself as he's talking to her. This is his internal monologue. Tread warily, dude. Yes. <laughs> I, does anyone refer to himself as dude? Right. Especially the British guy. You know, I don't know how. Uh, I guess assume that's universal, but uh, it, it hasn't really come up as a as a thing. I, I guess Spicoli is one of the voices in his head. I don't oh, know. Let's not talk about that guy and the actor Happy. who may or may not have portrayed him. <laughs> Dear God. Uh, uh, the, we have a good thing coming up that I thought was almost like a, a passage from an, in, an intentionally bad writing contest. Because they're like having this sort of standoff. She said she's leaving. They're sobbing. She's been attacked. Then, sir, is everything okay? Danny's voice echoes off the stone walls and up the staircase from beneath us. I lean over the balustrade, and she appears with Jesse and Brody. I don't know who Brody is. Oh, one of the estate hands. So it's his first appearance in the hallway below. The th- so, okay, sure, they're there, uh, but we get a description of this. The three of them gape up at us opened mouth like curious carp from the fish pond. 
and like that's that's all that's really uh, given to us there. It doesn't have any bearing. He just says, "Get the hell out of here." We're we're talking, but uh, for whatever reason, he lapses into that colorful description of the three servants. Uh, yeah, well, when you think of, I mean, there's lots of emotions that carp can go through, but curious is definitely the one that we think of. <laughs> curious carp. So the three of them, I had this written down, and I just wanted to again. This is an odd bit of physicality. So the three of them are gape mouth, gape at us, open mouth, which is so. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> just looking. Strings of drool are, are right down onto their uh, stately um, attire. They've, yeah, they've all been described as you know bright, efficient people, and but for one moment. <laughs> Yeah, like they have to do the uh, cartoon thing of pressing their jaw back up to their mouth to uh, <laughs> to avoid uh, gaping at them. Yeah, it, it uh, was very. It was curious. It was out of place. Here's a, uh, a description now, though, that he he's you know he's being cautious, dude. He's treading <laughs> warily, dude. But it takes all my self restraint not to pull her into my arms. But I inch closer, so closer that the warmth of her body seeps into mine. I, I say that about the guy I sit next to in economy class. Like, <laughs> damn, damn it. The warmth of his body is yeah. seeping into mine. As you're doing the uh, delicate dance of uh, jostling for the armrest, you just feel the, the heat of his body seeping into yours. Oh, man. Those guys who have that, uh, they have that self-control where they can take the full uh, length of your thigh against their thigh oh and, my not, God. and not back off. I hate those guys. <laughs> those guys have steel wills as far it as is. I'm concerned. Oh man, yeah, just to be one of them. It is like a it's like they've they've gone to a monastery and sort of <laughs> right. practiced that art for, for many years. <laughs> Every time that they flinch their their master whacks them with a bamboo rod on the back to <laughs> uh, another monumental physical thing here. She's switched the lips that she bites. Oh wow. She bites her lower lip and takes one small hesitant step. Oh, wow. So, yeah, you yeah. can tell that things are not good. Right. Also, here's that, you know, that description is supposed to be her again, like, you know, biting her lip and like taking one step. Like she's a puppy, like, the, you know, <laughs> the former master beat the little puppy. And now oh, here she comes. Right. <laughs> uh, but so demure but yeah so what he and what he says to her i mean in her in her demureness is uh i know i know because he's he's worried that she's going to reject him that she's going to leave blah 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 i know i know i've got you you've had a terrible fright and like maybe that's what i'd say after someone's like car breaks down in the rain and like uh you know they weren't sure if they were gonna like be able to flag someone down for a jump start but not something you'd say after two thugs kick down a bathroom door (laughs) kick you in the ribs and pull you by the hair and say they're gonna kill you and you have to like threaten to shoot them like oh a terrible fright go to hell (laughs) look you fucking pieces of shit stop giving her a fright (laughs) Um, oh so this ends with uh i don't know if you have the exact wording there is it, uh, was it like, I was so scared. I thought I'd never see you again. That thing. Is that yeah, chapter? Right. Yeah. I liked this. I, cause I, I added my own ending onto the chapter. We oh, had a couple, good. Okay. a couple good chapter endings in a row before the next one, which I think is terrible. Alicia clears her throat. I was so scared. I thought I'd never see you again, but my biggest, um, sorrow, um, regret. She whispers was that, was that I never told you that I love you. Oh, and by the way, were those things that those knights were holding pikes? Because I wasn't sure if those, they looked like pikes. I wasn't sure about that. I love you, by the way. I should have just left it there, um, but I do. 
I thought you were going to end with, what I never told you was that 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 vacuum cleaner of yours is very funny. I don't know where you got it, <laughs> right. but I smile every time yes. I see it. Yes. Are you uh, considering getting rid of one of your stoves? Because <laughs> you might be uh, Maxim One Stove Trevelyan. I think that that reminded me of, it was a, the one funny thing, I think, in um, Meet the Parents, or what, what is that, uh, you know, sure. the Fockers? Still, yeah. Uh, uh, which the uh, the blonde guy Owen Wilson mm-hmm. he plays kind of funny character because he's talking about his redesigned kitchen and he goes he does the double guns and goes he got the twin subsies there <laughs> <laughs> so the, the stoves reminded me of that <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> Um, well, yeah, so that's how 22 ends. Uh, it's you know, very dramatic, but uh, I think before we move on, we should probably do some fan fiction. And now I bet they bitching because my flow switching, trying to tell me what to write. I bought some fan fiction. Can't they just be happy? I no longer have to face a victory. So we have five uh, excerpts from either the Mr. or fan fiction written by our uh, listeners. And uh, this one, I think you've done better on this book probably than any of the others. I'm not sure if it's just uh, the caliber of fanfic that our people are turning in Ooh. or uh, if, it, if you've just sharpened your senses. But uh, we'll a little, see. A how... little scold there. Hey, you know, like this is dependent on other people. So if we don't get quality stuff, um, it makes it a little less interesting. So all I'm And I would is... like to say you'd think that this is uh, the fifth episode of The Mister. Yeah. You'd like to think that the choices would be getting narrower. But uh, no, man, we're we're not uh, we're not there yet. <laughs> right. It is fun, though, to have sort of these uh, to have the excerpts that we do know, like we know she ends up in a trunk at some point. So it is fun <laughs> right. to have that coloring our expectation for what comes because you sort of think like, how is it going to get there? And like you said, I think this is how it's going to get there. What? No. <laughs> right. <laughs> Unrelated to the thugs. Anyway. Yep. So excerpt one of five. Her father glowers dumbfounded at me and his complexion becoming more florid. She's just told her father she thinks she's pregnant and that you're the father. What? I feel a little dizzy. But wait, she can't possibly. We only, we used, she's lying. Her father reaches for his shotgun. Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) That's in italics, Um, by the way. I I think that, I'm going to tell... I think that that is fan fiction, and the giveaway for me is not the plot point. That's that's fine. That's good. I think florid might be above her wow. level. His so complexion we'll becoming more florid. Does that just mean uh, red? Just reddening. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and number two, the flames in her chocolate eyes lick at my soul. I can do this. I can surprise even myself. I can commit to being her hero forevermore. I hear my own voice more steady than it should by rights be. You are already a lady, and you are my lady. But would you like to be a lady? Cap- capital A, capital L, in a lady. <laughs> so he somehow conveyed the capital L in his <laughs> to Alicia. Um, I th- I'm going to say that that's real. Okay. Um, uh, number three. She says that she owes you her life and can never repay you. I look at Blariana. Tell her that's not necessary. I did what I did out of love. I thought se nuk I detroyush akji asjigachi. Blariana looks down, unable to meet my gaze, but I can tell she is crying. Even though I know she and Alicia are not related, I feel like there is a resemblance. Despite her black eye, she's clearly a beautiful woman. Albanians from Kukis must have good genes. I force myself to take a deep breath 
and mutter something about needing to find the constable so that my groin won't betray the places where my mind is still conditioned to go. <laughs> well, I mean, obviously, I hope that that's real, but I believe that that's fan fiction. Okay. Gleriana, I hope, is f- completely fleshed out. In this, uh, <laughs> yes, yeah, it's, uh, the clock is ticking. Um, number four. Fuck, I shout as dread spawns dark and deadly in my gut. Caroline startles. What is it? Alicia! Abandoning Caroline, I race up the street, only to see the car disappear into the distance. Shit, 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 not again. I grab my hair with both hands, helpless, completely helpless. Wow, grabbing hair with both hands. (laughs) Oh, I like the hair play and everything. This is a flip of a coin, but I'm going to say it's fanfic. Okay. Um, And then number five. Alicia screwed her eyes shut and tried to clear her head. She couldn't let her mind linger on the conversation that Maxim and her father could be having on the other side of the heavy oak door. The two men who had shaped her life in such different ways were trying to define her connection to her home. It was like they were two proud and stubborn eagles trying to occupy the same roost. Zot! I can no longer be anyone's kept woman. I will make my own way. Hmm. Uh, I don't know. I think it's real. Okay. Let's see how you did here. I think, uh, right, you got one correct. No. One correct. Uh, Oh, I'm going down in my skills here. (laughs) Number one, uh, she thinks her father is pregnant as his complexion becomes florid. That was real. Oh, okay. Her father is reaching for his shotgun at some point in time to come. Uh, Number two, would you like to be a lady? That is, uh, you you were right in that the the capitals would be a hard thing to be uh, conveyed. (laughs) That was written by Marie. Um, number three, uh, him getting, uh, horned up for Bleriana. Uh, that was fanfic. I wrote that one. Uh, we did not oh, get nice. things in, but, uh, I, I, I wonder when I heard the b- hitting, hitting Bleriana hard, I, <laughs> I did have a little inkling. It is my favorite character. I hope yes. that the, uh, Albanian, uh, would, would, would tip it in your way. I forget what, uh, I forget what I translated that, but, uh, number, uh, number four, uh, shit, shit, not again, grabbing hair with both hands. Uh, that was real. Um, oh, so I don't know what he means by not again as the card disappears. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. <laughs> and then number five was uh, I will I will can no longer be anyone's cat woman. I will make my own way. That was by Wendy. So but uh, I guess there is a big meeting with her father coming up. Um, so we've got that to look forward to. Don't have too much more book going, but uh, we will get to that. Yeah, I thought uh, in a previous fanfic that was a real one i think there was a real passage about the the father yeah um yeah uh i think i know a little bit about i'll i'll keep my mouth shut okay i think i (laughs) I know a plot point just because of a a previous fanfic one okay well anyway on to chapter 23 um where there she's just confessed love and he's sort of like gape mouth just like those carp but he says since when she pauses and lifts a shoulder in a coy shrug a one one uh shoulder what was that from tech war wow i didn't even i didn't highlight it because of that but she she does a a tech war in uh shoulder shrug wow i'm yeah i missed that holy cow yeah uh but Um, she says uh since you gave me that umbrella i beam at her i felt so good about that so he's just being like i I am pretty great aren't i (laughs) what a dipshit um uh my first line of this chapter because they they you know they're so now they're smooching and he, you know, uh, italicized Alicia. My arousal is instant. Yes. 
And I just thought, I don't, I don't know what that means. What's happening? <laughs> Where is it happening? Please be specific about this. Yes, he says, because he says, I want her, I need her, I love her, but dot, 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 she's been through hell. And in his mind, he's probably, so I figure I'll give her, what, 15, 20 minutes before I act on this, uh, on this arousal. Maybe, you know, let her, let her determine if she actually does have permanent kidney damage from that thing before I start to unleash yeah, the... He's looking at his watch going, do I have to wait longer than I did after I found out she was escaped from a sex yeah, ring? Right. Damn it. Because that was a rough three hours. This sucks. <laughs> uh, they, they, but they do, they call in some doctors. Uh, and this was pretty amazing because there is the, uh, they say the doctor is here to see Alicia. Uh, she says, doctor, I'm okay. Uh, oh, doctor, I'm okay, Alicia says hesitantly. He frowns. Send her up to the blue room. It's not Dr. Carter. It's Dr. Conway, sir. I'll send him up right away, my lord. So it's a reverse, the doctor oh. is a woman situation. That sort of classic sexist uh, yeah. brain teaser. His, uh, Maxim has been betrayed in his wokeness. He assumed the doctor was a woman, but it, uh, I don't know what the point of that was because it doesn't really pay off. But Oh, that reminds me of a... Uh... A guy, uh, he was a, a former pastor of mine, was meeting his neighbors, and the neighbor said, um, yeah, my uh, my partner's not here. This it was a woman. And she said, uh, Phil is uh, Phil is up at the cabin pulling stumps out. Uh, Phil uh, Phil is doing this. And I'm like, oh, um, is, uh, is this your husband? And she goes, how dare you? <laughs> Phil, Phil Amina is my partner. He's like, you son of a... <laughs> nice. That would be a, uh, it's a Larry David uh, type of moment. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, I, I would like us both to uh, an, another one of these challenges. Dr. Conway's laugh is deep and gravelly. I'd like your uh, Dr. Conway impression, if I could. Yeah. <laughs> 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 whom now <laughs> very reassuring laugh from that doctor um but uh, we passed over one sentence i don't want to miss she's extremely emotional and her ardor may be a direct reaction to being roughed up by those arseholes <laughs> what the hell does that mean who her... gets horny after being roughed up by a uh, baldy and, and rat face? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe she was uh, intrigued by when 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 rat face tried to spit and missed. Maybe uh, the, <laughs> the the scent of something dying on his tongue really got her uh, got her yeah. belly a fluttering. The book should be about this once again. <laughs> um, they bring her in, and he says uh, he he needs to document her her bruising. So he says, "Lord Trevithick, would you mind?" He hands Maxim his phone, just the bruise. And Maxim says, darling, I'll only photograph this bruise. Nothing else implied. Well, you know, unless you want me to. Uh, <laughs> I did bring a, I brought a Catwoman costume maybe uh, for later. If you're, once you're, once your kidney heals, maybe uh, change into that and snap some more pics. I, I see the spreading purple around the place where she was kicked. My arousal is instant. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, what, this is how he describes that, though. He says, I should take a quick photograph of the bruise. The police might need it for their records. And uh, Maxim says, good idea. A good idea. I mean, I'm pretty sure it's SOP. I yes, right. This, this is not, I didn't come up with the idea of photographing evidence of right. bruises. That's like uh, Tommy Wiseau. You invited all my friends to my birthday party. Good thinking. Good thinking. <laughs> 
Uh, but yeah, so the, the police leave. He's introduced her as his girlfriend or fiance or something like that, just to sort of cover for her not being in the country, although that's sort of a worrisome thing. But uh, once the police leave, they go back. She's playing the piano. We get we get another reminder that she has synesthesia because she's playing some verdant greens and uh, forest fur colors. Um, and uh, he's watching her. Her hair flows down her back glinting like a raven's wing in the light of the winter sun that streams through the window. The notes swell and fill the room and my heart. So we've got more of that uh, bad middle school uh, romance uh, love note writing here. Um, And then uh, he says that I have to get to the bottom of why she thought she'd be better off leaving. So he really, he just is rock stupid. (laughs) He he doesn't know why she wanted to leave after he lied to her and had a traumatic experience. It's just... Very impressive. Dumb as a post. Uh, However, boyish and adorable. Here's another passage. He grins, looking boyish and adorable. She can't quite believe he's fallen for her. He's talented, handsome, kind, wealthy, and he saved her from Dante and Ile once more. And it's just like, we have not advanced beyond this yet? (laughs) Of her finding him boyish and adorable? Yeah. Again, you have boned 600 times. <laughs> he has put you up in his house. He te- says he loves you. What What is going on? Right. The boyishness is a... Uh, it, it hasn't really come up when... He, it didn't come up when he was like handcuffing that uh, that uh, tight red dressed woman to his bed type of thing. <laughs> right. Her raking his back with her long fingernails. It didn't... Yeah. That was, the boyishness didn't come through. Boyishness doesn't come through. Uh, uh, but she's playing the that piece she's playing is described as the raindrop prelude in D minor by Chopin, about which the author George Sand said it casts the soul into a terrible dejection, which <laughs> which is my total review of the Mister. <laughs> nice <laughs> casting my soul into a terrible dejection. But those paper clips I brought ninety six count were uh, they got the Five job stars. done and a good value. <laughs> I didn't have to run to Office Depot. Uh, there was there was something that came up. There's a uh, a great little exchange. So they've revealed they love each other. They've they've finally have got that out there. So they're 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 on a new emotional plane, and it's really reflected in the in the dialogue. Um, so I I asked your uh, three seventy two pages players to maybe uh, get together and. Uh, after oh, their you did. show-stopping performance last time. Yeah, I sort of went around you on this. But like now, now it's sort of like... I wish you would have just come directly to me. But Well, um, it's now, now it's a thing like we're hanging out without you. So oh, like we don't, hmm. we don't need you as the intermediate anymore. Like we do, we do talk about you a lot. Um, Where, where'd you guys go after the performance? Uh, O'Brien's. Oh, oh, okay. I was just, I was just around reading. Huh. Well, well, it was anyway. more... They, they sort of... They sort of intimated that, like, no, no, you know, he's probably busy, and like, hmm. I didn't think you would be busy, but they sure. were. They were. It sort of seemed like something they were not. Um, I was just shopping for prunes on Amazon, <laughs> but all right. Anyway, they well, did anyway, a great yeah. job recording this uh, this this scene. I think it captures their the 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 real love that's in the room as they're as they're going back and forth here. What for? Saving me. Again. It is you who has saved me. Trust me, Alessia, you've saved me in ways I can't even begin to fathom, and I don't know what I would have done if they'd taken you. But I've brought such trouble into your life. You have done nothing of the kind. This is not your fault. For God's sake, never think that. So yeah, that's oh, wow. uh, yeah. hot and heavy and just... Uh... You know, again, it's like that uh, that that dialogue at the on the runway in Casablanca at the end. You know, 
And I, I yeah. like that. I like that he claims he's been saved. You know, he's he's been saved from his his life of luxury and hot, frequent, casual sex. He's really. Yeah. It's like one of those who saved who bumper stickers on a dog when someone's rescued a, a, uh, on a car when someone's rescued a dog. I uh, I think I have said that to people who have told me they have rescued dogs. It has not gone over well when I've <laughs> I've gotten ahead of them and said, "Well, who rescued who?" <laughs> and, and uh, they don't take my sarcasm very well. Because only one of you was probably going to be uh, given an injection to be put down if you, <laughs> right. you didn't fill out that $75 application fee. Just, just saying. Right. Or as, or as my friend used to, one of her jobs as a vet tech was uh, to move the euthanized dogs from one freezer to the other. She would occasionally have to snap a dog in half to get <laughs> them God. into the other freezer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only laughing because that was her job. I'm not t- making light of this, folks. <laughs> I was at, uh, when I came back from somewhere last year, I flew into the Boston airport, and uh, we were going to our car in the parking garage, and there was one car that had a big, you know, a dog paw print bumper sticker that said, I heart dogs. Um, and it was like, wow, they, that person must really love dogs. D- car directly next to it had the Massachusetts license plate, the vanity plate that just said dogs. And I like to imagine that guy looking for a parking spot and being like, well, you think you love dogs, do you? Well, (laughs) suck on this when you get back from your vacation. (laughs) Uh, uh, Well, back to the piano playing here, right? Uh, Uh, She plays Le Le Cuckoo from Louis-Claude Dauquin. Um, I don't know what she's doing with her choices here. Some of them are like straight down the middle, the raindrop. This one I had never heard of. Oh, well. And I looked it up. It's, uh, I don't know. It seems a little obscure to me. So I don't know if she's trying to, you know, trying to, to signal that uh, I'm, I'm a little deeper than most people, folks. Hmm. But then she's back playing uh, uh, Beethoven's Tempest uh, Sonata. <laughs> so it's, uh, you know. Well, as we know, it's it's never been easier to find obscure references to stuff like so if she was just like she could have just been scrolling you know the top 200 pieces of classical music and gone for number 178 just to avoid using something obvious right she'd probably switched back and forth but as he's going through his place he says a quick glance at the georgian wall clock above the door tells me it's 215 <laughs> <laughs> uh, couldn't he just ask his uh sonos uh yeah sonos what time is it yeah, the new uh, the new Sonos is uh, Sonos ones do integrate with Google Home, so you're able right. to talk to them. Yeah. Got that notification. Um, but he, uh, we got a couple good things here, uh, all related to his brother. He is explaining. Kid is short for Christopher. He was a demon on drums. I stop by the crash cymbal and run my fingers over the polished bronze kit, drum kit. Get it? I flash her a smile. Alicia gives me a puzzled look, which is frankly much more than it deserves. Um, I know that making- was unbelievable. <laughs> And then he says, uh, we used to joke about it. I shake my head, remembering Kitsch shenanigans on the drums. I don't know, uh, you know, what shenanigans you get unless he was like, you know, animal from the Muppets, like actually bursting the drums by playing them so hard. Like, but then he says, come on, I'm hungry, which again is Tommy Wiseauian. Like, let's go eat, huh? Come on, let's go. (laughs) I had hoped that after the drum kit joke. She had just frozen him for a good, you know, five seconds and then done the, I was just kicked in the ribs by a <laughs> sex trafficker. <laughs> and have him go like, oh, yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. Go make a but, sandwich now. But do you understand? Because drum kit is maybe a localization. <laughs> I just want to make sure that I'm, it was bad timing, but 
do you do you under it's also it was just short for Christopher, but do you understand how kit drum kit anyway <laughs> bad timing um, uh his description of her playing this uh, Beethoven piece by the way uh, should be said with like the vocal fry of a twenty year old you know <laughs> sucking on a water bottle at Lululemon or something <laughs> this is tempest this is the uh, you know a towering piece in the piano canon, and he says. Even down here, it sounds amazing. Oh my god, gross! <laughs> <laughs> sounds amazing. Um, well, they 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 wrap this up and go to have some have some lunch. This is pretty good. I thought there's a couple good things here. Uh, he holds a chair out for her. Sit. He nods at her seat. Alicia feels like the noblewoman Donica <laughs> Castriotti, the wife of Skenderbrew, Albania's 15th century hero. Uh, so that relatable little anecdote. <laughs> That's my final note of the thing. Hey, man, we've all been there. Huh? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I try to put references to uh, the noblewoman Donica Castriotti at Rift Tracks all the time. And you, you, they get shot down for him being no one will get this. No one will think this is funny. And so finally some vindication that uh, people would have like, been laughing at like all that- along. When you do this, you know, it's a writing room situation. You put uh, one hand on each of the, the chests of the people next to you, and then you lean out forward and go, hey, this situation <laughs> reminds me, right, guys, of like Donica Castriotti. Like, Connor, not again, man. Silence fills the room, and I'm left to one day hope it will show up in a romance novel. But uh, we do then get my final Kleinian uh, part of this section. Uh, Maxim, Maxim reaches for his linen napkin, drapes it on his lap. Watching him, Alicia follows suit. I guess she didn't understand that napkins are something you use in that fashion. Danny takes Danny takes two plates from the tray and serves each of them what looks like a salad with meat and avocado and pomegranate seeds. I I don't know. Again, like I, you, you, eliminate what looks like. Serves them a salad with meat and avocado and pomegranate seeds. Stronger sentence. There you go. But then, <laughs> right. so then he says, uh, pulled pork from one of, the, Danny says, pulled pork from one of the local farms with a salad of fresh leaves finished with a pomegranate jus. Thanks, Maxim responds and gives Danny a quizzical look. I don't know if the quizzical look is because he's trying to figure out if it is a salad or not because it looks like one, but the quizzical look is never explained. It's very puzzling. Um, I mean, I guess the salad could have been pikes from a, I mean, <laughs> right? Yeah, they could have. I mean, there's no telling. It looks like a salad, but uh, <laughs> right. you could, they're doing some great things with pikes in uh, molecular gastronomy these days. Right. And the um, chapter, they end the chapter, if you got something else. No, that was my yeah. final note. Because the chapter ends with just they, they purely run it into a ditch and, and, and walk away from it. She has an array of knives and forks to choose from. Glancing at Maxim, she sees him smile and pick up the outermost knife and fork. Always start from the outside and work inward with each course. End of chapter. Scene. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> I wish that he had said, um, you know, I'm so grateful that I was taught by Danny how to use a knife in case I ever don't have my guns with me. You know, <laughs> end of chapter. Right. Oh, just like the uh, noble woman, Donica Castriotti. I just... So much like it. I mean, it's really shocking. Well, we've got uh, chapter 24 is the last chapter of this thing. And uh, the first thing I pulled from it was, uh, I, don't, I don't know how to say this, but uh, 
I got together with the players once again. <laughs> what? Um, yeah. I, I mean, I invited I invited him to my brother's wedding. We sort of hit it off. Um, and uh, I, I just feel feel obligated to keep inviting him places because we keep asking him to record these scenes and we don't pay him. But um, did they did they expense their flights then? Yeah, yeah. Are, so are that, we on the we're on the hook for that. I took it out of your Patreon uh, earnings for this uh, month oh. since you you were the ones who found them. So I thought that was sort of fair. Oh. Um, but you would want that to go that way. Um, did, I wouldn't take. Did, did they go business class? Because I've never flown business class. They did. It was oh, uh, part of their demands. Um, and there are, you know, there are usually like two of them that show up on these recordings. But they've sort of traveled with an entourage, so it was it was an expensive flight. Uh, their managers and their guy who holds their mirror for them. Anyway, uh, all right. but but you hear you're going to hear this, and it's going to their work here really captures the uh, the what we what we've got going on the. Uh, these people who have just fallen in love, um, sort of how they're interacting now. Look. A deer. We've had deer here for centuries. The one we saw yesterday. It was from here? No. I think it was wild. The dogs do not bother them? No. But we keep the dogs out of the south pasture near lambing time. We don't want them worrying the sheep. There are no goats here? No. We're more sheep and cattle people. We are goat people. Yeah. Wow. Uh-huh. You know, that was worth it. That was I worth the so. expense and time. Right. So. <laughs> Th- thanks. Uh, but yeah, it, it just sort of captures it. They're goat people, you know. Yeah. Uh, could you have one of the people from the troop just give me a ring? I, they, I mean, they they asked you to go through their manager. Um, oh, okay. These days. It's, uh, yeah. Just, it's you know, it's nothing personal. It just makes it easier for them. To manage I just, time. I, I just tried to email them. I just haven't I haven't heard anything back. Yeah, so. the manager is the way to the way. To okay, go. all right, I'll do that. Yeah. All right, I'm their manager and now. I've I've sort of accepted that. <laughs> I see. Okay. Oh, all right. <laughs> I mean, um, yeah. So they uh, they're they're talking about you know marriage and all this stuff. Um, they're like outside. They saw that deer. I I liked this part where uh, they they're they're doing a huge like smooch, and so that when we come up for air, our breath mingles in the steamy fog and the cold around us. Our fingers wrapped around the lapels of my coat. Jensen, the hound, sticks his muzzle into my thigh. And so I thought that Jensen was probably thinking, "Roroin is right, Mister." <laughs> And then he says, I think Jensen wants to join in. And I thought, like, maybe this is going to go in a really unexpected direction in the final uh, final, final eight chapters. Oh, maybe that's what all the, the talk is about yeah. uh, this book. Yeah. Uh, I just noted, though, that when they are uh, clutching each other, she's uh, hands moving over my back and clutching at the material of my coat. And uh, please, what is the proper way to clutch a man? By the biceps, yes, of course. Please. Yeah, yes, please. Yes, we all is, know. This is ridiculous. Convenient and natural. But despite her, you know, the ups and downs, the emotional shocks, the physical, she's seen a doctor. She's been, uh, you know, the crime itself has been documented. That has to be a little bit, uh, you know, uh, traumatic. Invasive, yeah. Yeah. Uh, She's still able to crack wise, which I loved. (laughs) Maybe you're still in shock. I am, she whispers. I'm shocked that you love me. (laughs) So... (laughs) Also from the kidney they ruptured, uh, that too. (laughs) There is uh, urea seeping into my blood, so I'm I'm going into shock as well. Uh, But, you know, she's cracking wise, but he, uh, this was a very puzzling passage. 
he says, I also think so they're they're making out uh, you know, outside, so they're wearing, you know, jackets and stuff. I also think we're wearing too many clothes. I rest my I rest my forehead on hers. Do you want to take them off? She chews on her lip. He says, Always. I am warm, too warm, she whispers. What? I looked down at her once more. My remark was flippant and meant to be amusing, <laughs> not a come on. So it's like, what the what? hell is he talking about? It's the one time he's not like horny to the point of bursting and like he's he's like scolding or something. And his remark was, I think we're wearing too many clothes and I w- do you want to take them off? He says, always. Like, this is not, he's, he's never said anything that was like sexual that was meant to be amusing. It's always like to advance it to the next stage. Yeah, this is at the the same level as the the story about the person talking about her partner Phil. It's like, right. look, yes, you exactly. were explicitly yes. t- this was explicit here. <laughs> right. What? Yeah. Where did you get that? Right. It's multiple stages. They've responded to each other and brought this further and further to the stated goal. Yeah. Uh we also get him saying to her, "You are so brave in so many ways and I've fallen for you, all of you, madly, passionately." Cut to Alicia's point of view. I wonder if he likes me. You know, that's, that's not actually in that. But right. That's what, yeah. it, 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 it's not the last time that's happened, I'm guessing. Um, but we finally uh, get there. We, uh, you know, undoes my jeans and she places, uh, uh, in a really bold move, places her hand over his erection. So, you know, <laughs> our Beowulf's uh, hero's journey is now complete. Um, he takes a deep breath and he uses this, 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 turn a phrase again for the second time i think i take a deep breath she is going to unman me i have no idea what this means in this context i didn't know what that meant either i i i don't know yeah especially given her penchant for making up weird things about you know she grabs my man or you know right it's like what wait what what is this (laughs) unmanned does it mean like he's just he has no control over himself or something i I think the last time he was crying and so that made a lot of sense in that context you know from the uh stereotypical view of masculinity but uh right here i don't know um but we get more uh nipple worshiping and then we go to uh a scene that was i have i have how i think it would play out in real life uh, he says, she says, take them off. My underwear? Maxim's smile is lopsided. Yes. He smirks and removes one sock, then the other. There. And so I just thought, you know, okay, well, I'm going back to the sex slave trade uh, because <laughs> that was the worst thing I've ever seen. It's been real. Uh, goodbye. Oh, God, that is awful. I, I didn't, I think I probably started skimming because this is, uh, you know, just bone in here. Yeah, he just, he's uh, going full Austin Powers with his goofiness. But uh, you missed a part about the nipples. This is the one that really had me puzzling. She okay. skims over one of his nipples and it puckers under her touch. <laughs> is this like his face splitting? He, he is insectivore in some way or something? Yes, right. It's like a carnivorous plant or something. When you touch it, it shrinks. Uh... <laughs> Weird. <laughs> um but yeah, so she's uh she's she, he says uh he does that whole thing. She giggles mar- marveling at how boyish he can be, so that's still a turn on. And even though I just read to you that the I thought the hero's journey was complete, but she says she's yearning to explore his body, all of his body, and we know, we're, we're very aware, but I thought that it just ended um based on, you know, her grabbing his uh grabbing his hog. 
But uh, no, she says so. She takes it and wraps it around it again. She gasps, both shocked and thrilled. It is big and hard and velvet smooth at once. So, <laughs> oh God! There we go. <laughs> it's been uh, it's been worth it. Um. So they they do the deed. Oh yeah. And she's naked. Her hair is loose and flowing down to her waist, preserving her modesty. <laughs> what <laughs> modesty? Yeah. Yeah, we just I, had 12 pages of <laughs> right uh d grasping and velvety smooth and, and and yeah and the modesty they do it i believe three more times in this chapter so suddenly she's fluttering her eyebrows and you know doing a, her, her eyelashes and waving herself with a fan from under her bonnet and giggling <laughs> like oh oh sir <laughs> right sir and, please you are so forward <laughs> And she has a ton of hair, I suppose, if she's essentially using it like a bathrobe. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, so uh, they keep they keep uh, going at it. Uh, Danny brings them um, some sort of mo- f- like room service. And he says, I've brought women here before, but Danny's never been as solicitous as she's been today. She must know I'm in love. Head over heels, completely, utterly, wholly in love. <laughs> And I thought, there's also a chance she's making up for her, like, complete indefensible lack of judgment uh, regarding the thugs that uh, almost killed multiple people today. Like, that, that, could be, um, that could be more along the lines of her thinking. Like, I hope he doesn't fire me for the stupidest thing a human right. has ever done. Or she's uh, just doing this, but she's also withholding the fact that, like, 10 Eastern European guys came to the door <laughs> this time right. and they were armed. And- yeah. Ooh. I chased them out with a broom, sir. Why right. didn't you tell me this? <laughs> I, is that is that information you could have used? I, I can tell that it probably was. <laughs> uh, one of my favorite things that this idiot has ever said is uh, when he, they're talking uh, post-coital talk about music, and he says, who's your favorite composer, Bach? Which is <laughs> it's like, you know, let me ask you a question, uh, Connor. Hey, what's your favorite food? Is it corn? <laughs> right you know just give me a second i'll tell you what right yes it's and and also given that she's only played one bach piece i think right uh so but you know going with the 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 one composer that you're the the 200 dollar jeopardy clue for composers uh is a pretty funny right there too i wish she had said that though just give me give me a second yeah who's your favorite baseball player babe ruth Who's your favorite <laughs> soccer player, Pele? Like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Well, uh, but the answer is spectacular. I assume you uh, noted this as well. No, my eyes glossed over. I was thinking about 15th century Albanian noblewoman again. <laughs> uh, my favorite composer, she says, is you. Ugh. Yep. Her favorite composer is DJ Maxi T. Uh, <laughs> she's been playing uh, Rachmaninoff's piano concertos. Yeah. She's been playing Beethoven sonatas. She's been playing uh, the Bach preludes and fugues. She prefers his shit. Yeah. There's uh, this symphony he wrote while uh, coked up and a uh, woman <laughs> in uh, eight inch stilettos is snoring in his bed. Yep. Oh, man. But uh, so, yeah, they 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 keep uh, getting busy. Uh, and he uh, at some point in time, the this chapter again just sort of runs into a uh, runs into a ditch. But he says uh, the thing that I noted, 
Uh, I toss another log on the fire, sit down in the armchair opposite her, and take a sip of the delicious wine. I've not felt this degree of peace since Kit died. In fact, I can't remember ever feeling this way. And I just, at that point in time, I was like, well, a hundred pages of book left now. Um, <laughs> it seems like a lot of loose threads have been tied up. I mean, you've got the issue of her citizenship, but that's easily resolved by marrying her. So, all right. Yeah, I, we're, I could, we're all done. But I guess she ends up in a trunk at some point in time. Well, I uh, very similar thought to yours uh, based on this sentence. Uh, her hair is a wonderful mess spilling over her shoulders down to her waist. She's luminous. She's lovely. And mine. <laughs> and that, that's about the 12th time that he said something very, very similar. Oh, yeah. And it just, it just reminded me of uh, a, a buddy of mine worked for uh, his father who was an electrician. And he said more than once his dad would just touch a 110 line because he was so used to it but sometimes if he was in an odd physical position on a ladder or something he would get caught on the thing and just start vibrating oh, and he'd God. go get me off <laughs> and he'd have to grab a broomstick and like get him off <laughs> and i just thought this woman needs to be hit with a broomstick right yes. about now she is stuck and she can't get off of this thing she is in a cycle we we got to get her down from here yeah. this is this is unbelievable. Please separate her from this idiot. This, <laughs> yes. Your friend's dad probably looked like her when she was in the bathroom having all those physical reactions to them uh, kicking <laughs> <Right>. down the <laughs> door. <laughs> yeah. Or or him, too, at any time when he's talking to her, you know, right. all those physical things. <laughs> she but, loves uh, me. She hates me. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, that's all I had. That's all I got. Okay. Well, I think it's probably then time to read some reader, uh, listener emails. We're going to the party. All right, so a lot of these uh, emails come from our Patreon supporters who are very generous and uh, get to listen to everything uh, earlier than everybody else. They get to see our uh, cooking videos, and uh, every uh, every dollar that gets contributed, we contribute a portion of that to good causes every month. So thanks to everyone who does that. Patreon.com slash 372 pages. Those of you who aren't on Patreon, a lot of action there recently, so a lot of stuff going on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're near up Honor. to four, 400 people supporting it, which is uh, pretty pretty awesome. That's, yeah, we can... that is excellent. Uh, so the first one is from Paige. She sent a link to an independent.co.uk article about E.L. James, which claims James traveled to Albania twice to research the novel and collected a small library of books about the country, including an Albanian dictionary, guide to Albanian social calls and codes and laws, and a book about Albanian organized crime. Her husband, who is the household cook, learned to make traditional Albanian stews. And Paige wrote, I refuse to believe this is true. Someone who had visited a place twice and researched it could not possibly write something so stilted. I'm sure that FaxKing.com is in her library of Albanian <laughs> reference. And really, like, what on earth did you glean from organized crime or... Like even the stews, like what? Uh, we haven't had any Albanian cooking, I don't think. No, she did, the, but she—it's uh, like the Bach thing. She talked about her father's favorite dish was the national dish of oh, Albania. Sure. Yes, so <laughs> she she researched it and uh, what kind of food do you have here? Well, our national dish is okay. Good, I'm done. Right. Oh, uh, but there's so much more. It is a rich culture. Nah, nah that's good. Right. It screams uh, tax write-off. I'm guessing. Right. Um, and then another listener, Luke, wrote in, I'm reading ahead on a train to Berlin today, so this comment will be for when Chapter 30 happens, and then something happens. Maxim goes to Albania, visits at a hotel, 
and complains there are no women anywhere. I've stayed at the very hotel mentioned in the book. I've been to the museums he goes to. James clearly never went to Tirana. You know why? I saw tons of women out and about, shopping (laughs) with boyfriends, girlfriends, etc. I saw women shopkeepers and women wearing skimpy clothing. The park was full of families and kids playing. It pisses me off that James did so little research about Albania since it isn't some backwater European place and you can easily rent nice cars at the airport. I assume they have seatbelts. So yeah, I, I, I really think she probably like flew in to Albania, uh, took a three-week European jaunt, and then just like wrote the whole thing off because she had done some research. Yeah, so I, I'm assuming when we when she describes Albania, she's thinking of uh, peasants from like a 1930s Universal monster movie. You yes, know? the wolf is back. Right, you know they're <laughs> just the standard costumes they grab off the rack, and uh, yeah. yeah, a hunched-over woman who's probably you know meant to be 80, but is probably in her early 40s. Um, right, careworn <laughs> as hell. <laughs> but uh yeah so then kevin says longtime listener and patreon supporter thank you kevin first time emailer i think i have el james point of reference for all of alicia's bicep grabbing oh it's, yeah and uh it's one of the posters for jurassic world fallen kingdom I, it, and he sent a link to it which i will post it's a very uh it's, it's spot on i thought this was a bizarre pose when i saw this a year ago and i guess it stuck with me uh one hand wrapped around a bicep, the other squeezing his hand. If only Chris Pratt was a suave DJ and Bryce Howard, an Albanian sex trafficking victim, the poster could be reworked for the Mr.'s film adaptation. And yeah, she's she's grabbing his bicep with her hand facing back towards him. But in this thing, they're obviously running from dinosaurs. So she is somehow maintaining this awkward <laughs> contact as they're moving forward. It makes no sense in the context of uh, of physical reality. Oh, wow. I can't wait to see it. Yeah. yeah, That that one has really puzzled me. (laughs) Uh, And then the last email, Jennifer. Uh, So she says that, uh, just so you know, Maxim is a million times better than Christian Grey, the Fifty Shades of Grey protagonist. These are some examples of what Christian does. He gets mad when Anastasia takes off her top at a topless beach because other men can see her. He returns from an important business meeting because Anastasia went out drinking with her friend when he told her not to leave the house. And... Are ready? Big sip of yeah. tea? Big sip of okay. tea. Okay, got it. No, that big uh, mouthful of prunes, yeah. too. Here we go. Uh, don't think about prunes when you're reading this one. Uh, makes Anastasia wear anal beads when she meets his folks <clears throat> for the first time. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Uh, and she says, these are many more examples of Christian being unreasonable. He is supposed to be a hero of famous book series, but is more like a villain from a Hallmark movie. How many uh, Hallmark movie villains... Uh, uh, <laughs> that uh, that does not come up. No, Candace no. Cameron isn't uh, isn't sitting mm. around at uh, <laughs> in a Christmas town that she got stuck in meeting the guy's parents. Uh, I think in uh, in the movie The Prince of Brides, maybe that happens, but I, I don't know. <laughs> wow. So yeah, you can tell, I guess, maybe how some people might have been let down by this book if that's the kind of stuff going on in her other works. Yeah, I guess this is so. This this gets uh, for them gets a PG rating. I guess, yeah, I guess exactly. Um, so yeah, all right, that's good to know. Um, time for dumb sentences. A sentence begins with a capital letter. A capital letter is a letter that's big. A capital letter is not a small letter. A capital letter is big, big, big. All right. A sentence um, I am I'm checking my notes. You go because I'll check my notes to see if mine is burnt or not. Sir, yeah, I, got, I burnt some of mine, but uh, there, I think there's a few more good ones. Justin, my panic mushrooms. We covered that. Uh, Blake, uh, this is this is one that's sort of like in the context. It's dumb. She thinks the piano. 
He says it doesn't seem dumb, sure, but when you consider Alicia is walking through the burgled flat and noticing what was stolen, she's wondering what else must have been stolen and thinks the piano, and then runs off to make sure the burglars haven't stolen the grand piano from the apartment on the seventh floor. So, yeah, it's unlikely they would have stolen the piano. And now that I'm reading it, maybe that's from the next chapter. He might have gone in advance, but Hmm. yeah, burglar stealing a piano seems unlikely to me. Uh, (laughs) Right. Here's a good one. Carson says she stops, fascinated by his body, and in a really bold move, places her hand over his erection. And he was like, what is this Sunday night football? Like the editorializing? (laughs) Now you got to pay attention here, Al. In a really bold move, Alicia actually (laughs) reaches out and touches the pants tent. I got to say, Chris, you don't always see that kind of confidence in a rookie, but boy, did it pay off for her. Oh, that's funny. We have Braden who submitted all of Talek's prune. Um... Laura, I take a shortcut along the back roads to the great house that is Tresillian Hall because it's faster than going up the main drive. I didn't notice that one, but that is fantastic. She says, yeah. you, you can never assume your readers understand what a shortcut is. <laughs> right. Uh, uh, Janelle submitted, her giggle is breathy and it speaks directly to my groin. Um, then you have Andrew saying, the, the woman who called Mrs. B or G or whatever says, I was going to call the police, but I thought I'd call you instead, dear. And he was just flummoxed by the fact that, uh, you know, both are an option. Um, you, could, you could call the police and report a robbery and call me since I'm not really in a position to deal with it. But <laughs> right. <laughs> um, I had, let's see, I, how I had her giggle as breathy and speaks directly to my groin. I had, uh, oh, here's another good one. I had the uh, Avenging Archangel. Oh, this one. Mm -hmm. While she's been in Cornwall, laughing on the beach, drinking in the pub, eating in fine restaurants, having sexual intercourse, and falling in love with Mr. Maxim, she has lost sight of that reality. I just thought her uh, her, her (laughs) using the phrase having sexual intercourse was good. And uh, (laughs) and, uh, the other one was, oh, yeah. She looks rumpled and sexy and eminently fuckable. Oh God! Rumple. I'm gonna use that one. Uh, I'm gonna use that one next time. I'm I'm describing as someone attractive. Check out that rumple chick <laughs> over there. Oh well, I think all of mine were. I'm gonna just go with her bladder fails and the telltale wetness seeps down her leg and into her new jeans. Oh, the telltale her, wetness. Her fate is sealed. I do like Baldy spits words at his rat-faced colleague as well. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh you know it's one of her more colorful ones absolutely know? yeah the spit he tra- hopefully his spit doesn't miss and his words dribble down his own chin right i guess i could have said my dumb sentence of the week was uh but uh, <laughs> I, it's hard to tell <laughs> all right well i think that does it for us for next time we're going to read up to page 442 there's a not at the end of a chapter but there's Figured divide it instead of doing one super long one because these are super long as it is. Uh, we would do a shorter ones for the final hundred pages or whatever. Page four forty two. There's a sentence, uh, a sort of a section that ends with, "But I hope I find my girl." So we uh, we're gonna have some sort of she goes missing, I guess. So four forty two. But I hope I find my girl. Um, can we confidently assume that uh, there will be a cessation of the sex scenes until the oh end of the book? Yes, I, there has to be. There has to be. I mean, I I hope so. I don't know. Trunk sex. You never you never know where, where <laughs> El's going. We've seen some evidence that she's got some pretty crazy thoughts. What was that? Uh, the rest stop. I don't think they had sex there, but he was getting pretty horned up oh, there yeah. too. So it's possible anywhere. Obviously, <laughs> he was eyeing the Sabaro and the Auntie Anne's pizza uh, pretzel shop, and just the, <laughs> right. the the dual aromas got him all ready to go. 
Cold Stone Creamery. I got a cold stone for you right here. <laughs> I do not understand that metaphor, Mr. Maxim. Is the cold stone your erection? It does. It's. It is. I guess it is hard, but it cold does not associate with it. A uh, drum kit? I don't know. <laughs> I, I I rumple my nose politely. Rumple? Mm. Oh. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, everybody. Yes, thank you. We'll be back very soon with uh, another 372 pages. We'll never get back. Bye. Zot. <laughs>